Welcome to the Best Picture cast. I'm your host, Karen B. I completed my goal of watching every Oscar Best Picture winner ever and decided to start a podcast to review each one, each episode myself, and revolving co-hosts will discuss, assess, and evaluate a different Best Picture winner with a goal to establish a ranking for the entire list. This is not a who should have won podcast. We are here to discuss the inner circle of movies who took home the crown in their respective years. As a disclaimer, this is an opinion-based podcast and a subjective discussion by movie enthusiasts who don't claim to be trained experts. If we destroy your favorite movie or praise a movie that you think is trash, we encourage you to write us in at our email. Our email is bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. If you're looking to find us on any of our socials, which is usually the best way to reach out to us, we're at bestpicturecast, just how you'd find us on any podcast streaming platform. That's at bestpicturecast. That would be Twitter, Facebook, that would be Instagram, Letterboxd. Come and find us. We're always looking to interact. Please recommend this podcast to any movie lover you may know, friend or foe. And we are back yet again, chugging along season four. We are reinstituting a little mini-series that we have here at Best Picture Cast, where we pick a movie, an older Best Picture winner, and pair it with uh, what, what we call our rankings revisited. So find a movie that may not be the, the sexiest Best Picture winner of all time and pair it up with our rankings revisited. And to do so, we always invite in our uh, frequent co-host here, Oz, who's not part of the rankings episode, but he's here to reevaluate and pick us apart here. So Oz, how you doing? Hey, today? I'm back. I'm yes, back. And pretty pretty quickly too. I thought I was gonna get like a season long suspension after Deer Hunter. But I'm back <laughs> within, a, within a couple episodes. Uh, excited for these for these rankings. Pretty I get good. all the attention on me for these rankings. Yes, and we've done this before with season one we did this with Cavalcade and we paired oh, yeah. it with a, a season one reevaluate and then season two we did this with Grand Hotel. Right. Yeah. And on both of those episodes, along with you, Oz, was Joey R. Joey R., welcome back. Oh, thank you so much. Old movies and rankings can't beat it. And it's nice because Greg's seen all the movies, unlike some people who do rank them. <laughs> so it's, it's, well, it's always fun. Well, I'm sure some of that shade will be tossed out a little bit later. That will be the second half of this podcast. Uh, the first half for all you fans of All the King's Men, which mm-hmm. is the best picture winner of the year 1949, that we'll be discussing today. So all you people who are here for All the King's Men, you'll get plenty of that in the first portion of this podcast. For those of you that just want to hear us rehash those rankings, that'll be in the second portion. We will have that time stamped in the description of this podcast where you can find uh, both of my co-hosts' social media plugs. You can find our, our merch stores there where you could possibly order a, uh, a Best Picture-themed T-shirt. Oz, you have one that's not available yet because we haven't covered it yet. That's uh, But it's a great one. I'm yes. special. It's a great one. Casablanca. Casablanca. Yeah. Yes. yes. I, I didn't you, know if you wanted to release that info yet. You've since cut off the sleeves. Yes, too, like so. I said, either the, the shirt's shrinking or I'm growing, and right. we're going to go with the shirt is shrinking. It's so just a not... tough laundry day. <laughs> right. Whenever my shirts don't fit right, I'm like, Kristen, like, what? you've shrunk my shirt. And she's like, no, it's not the laundry. It's you. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're not sure how, uh, how the... 
how the, the BPC artist Grant Z would feel about the cutoff. <laughs> but as we joke before this podcast, you may be the only person in America who owns a yes. Casablanca cutoff so. t-shirt. That's, yeah. I, I mean, that's it has fantastic. to be. I love it's it. Unbelievable. Uh, I have on my Godfather 2 t-shirt. I know, it's awesome. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a great one. Fredo on the boat. And there's lots of stuff. And, and we don't just have t-shirts. We have mugs. And I think there's a wine tumbler now. Wine tumbler, some yeah. other apparel. There's leggings you if you want. Leggings, yes. Yeah, different the beer things. mugs are great. Sweatshirts. Sweatshirts, yep. ups and all Really things. anything. Yeah, so that's all in the description of the episode. Uh, so you can check that out there. Guys, all the King's Men, here we go. This is another Best Picture winner, 1949. We're t- back into the 40s. Which is a, a particular favorite decade of myself. I, I, I dig 40s movies in general. I like the, I don't know what it is. It's just something about the, the black and white coloring or, or the black and white cinematography or the, uh, how they established the scores. It's just uh, 40s movies give me a, a feel. Um, and yeah, and I've, I'm, I'm all about them. Yeah, they're great. And they, you know, they just, you see them figuring things out and just how to be so clever and really make these movies. So they're, they're just always fun to really get into and engage with. That's yeah. It was uh, that's a great point because you kind of see the progress right. in the in the '40s as to what they're trying to do and how they're they're coming along. I mean, I think it really started with with Gone with the Wind, which is technically 1939. But you could see you could right. see them you know figuring it out basically. You know, I was thinking. I actually thought back to our um, cavalcade episode because the cavalcade. The one thing we spoke about a lot in praise was the kind of the montage editing on top of each other and here they did that in just such a great way during his um you know his like barnstorming speeches and I it brought me back to Cavalcade and I was like, oh yeah, you could see how much they've evolved in the fourteen years at that point. At the early thirties, there's a lot of people just trying to figure themselves out and trying to go and go but once we get into the late thirties, that's where you you have the John Fords and the William Wylers kind of coming into their into their prime and whatnot. The Billy Billy Wilder right around the corner and Bobby wow, awesome. Prairie and, and all that. So a lot of great a lot of great filmmakers at that time. And uh, we're going to talk about a, a film here that's at the end of a decade as well. It's the end of the forties. All the King's Men kick it off. Sorry, is this a first viewing for for you guys? It first, is. Yep. First, yep. your first viewing. Yes. Okay. Oz, I'll start with you. Have you had you heard of this property at all? Did you know anything about this whatsoever coming in? Nope, nothing. I had nothing. Wow, okay. Didn't even know. I mean, there was a remake. Yeah. Didn't know. No idea. It looks real bad. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh boy. Yeah, we'll yeah, talk. Sure. We'll talk remake at some point here. The Sean Penn yeah, remake. Yeah. Uh, IMDb's but, real mean to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, all the King's Men. Did you know anything coming in? Any anything about it whatsoever? No, it was just always something that was on the list that I knew we'd cover someday. So I never yeah. looked that far into it. And when the three of us decided to do it for here, I was interested and. I didn't really know what to expect going into it, so it was it was good being completely completely blind. I'll I'll then ask the next question too, as as all the King Men is written, directed, and produced by Robert Rosen. Have either of you guys seen The Hustler? Another movie written, produced, and directed by Robert Rosen. I saw it recently. Okay, so you see Paul Newman and yep, the Hustler. Very recently. You've told me to watch that a million times, so I finally watched it maybe within the month. Yeah, what did you think? I fucking loved it. Yeah, I watched yes. it twice in one day. Yeah, a lot, a lot of fun. Just an easy. Oh, I know. I, I, yeah, no. Greg, yeah, you'd you be real into it. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's Paul Newman as a pool hustler. Okay, I mean, you know, George C. Scott in the that's mix. Pretty good. It's it's really hard not to get very into it. Very like Greg, you would really like it. Right. Yeah. yeah. D- Joe, did you see any similarities in the filmmaking between this and that? Because this is one where I did not make the connection that it was the same director until after my rewatch here this time. Well, that's kind of why I pushed him because I knew it was coming. It somehow and. Um, not a ton, yeah. You know, with the with the time difference, but 
the the one thing I did the way it moved where there wasn't really stagnant pieces where it was just constant energy and kind of momentum which mm. I liked and that was the biggest thing that I saw between the two of them. That's interesting. You say you make a, a, re- a essentially a recommend um, for the for the writer director because the, that is not something I thought of after this. It was like oh I got to go see you know other movies well, by <laughs> Robert Ross. And I'm wow, not gonna, I I, this isn't going to be like a full bash of this movie, but I definitely yeah. was like oh this writer something special. Yeah. yeah, oh, I totally agree with that, Oz. And I gotta say too, and this is not this is not reflective of my opinion of the movie or where I'm gonna go with how I evaluate this movie, but I do wanna throw out there that this this film here reeks of lack of star power. Oh like yeah. there, there is not like and, and Oz, as you said about the about the filmmaker, I kind of felt the same way about all of the actors in it. And and, and there's fine performances. I don't mean any to, to and we'll get to my evaluation of the, of the performances in a little bit, but it's just there's no one in this that's like, oh, there's Clark Gable, or oh, we talked about Jimmy Stewart yeah. last week, right? Or and Gene Arthur, or, or um, uh, anybody, it, yeah, anybody, Davis, or there's it, just none of that in this film. That that's so funny because I wanted, I was trying to think how to bring that up because I kept watching it and it was just a lot of people who looked. Like more famous people, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what it is? It's kind of a cast of character actors, right? Who, and, and I'm not shitting on anybody's. To us, you know, a good hand, serviceable director, not a not a a big time hotshot Hollywood. You filmmaker. don't think you don't see this and then think, oh, they're gonna make the Hustler, which is legitimately all time. Like yes. I don't know yeah, why that no, movie doesn't get talked about more. Like yeah. I don't know how that's missed me for. Th- Almost forty years. Okay, so we're we're kind of we're kind of into this one already. Sorry, I just in my my first viewing of this. No, I've I've talked a, a, on a few of these about how man, you know, I I watched this X number of years ago and I remember a little about it. That's kind of what it was with. You can't take it with, with you, yeah. This one, I I definitely remember. You the do. film. Interesting. You know, I remember because it's a rise and fall film. Sure. Could, I I remember it being longer. That was one of the things, okay. but I can't. I couldn't like put my finger on when exactly I watched this or oh, where exactly I watched okay. it. Okay, so and you're I, usually so efficient with that. I, I usually have a great, even if I don't remember the the picture all that well. You know I where you the were, setting right. in which I watched. This is one where I'm like, God, was this when I was still living at home, or was this when I was living in, in my other spot, or was this down Long Beach? But I'm, I'm pretty much at home then, and I probably saw this one about seven years ago. Okay. Uh, or so. I'm pretty happy that you can't remember because I, I'm always amazed that you, you guys are very good at remembering first watches, and I'm not, I'm like I don't know what I what yeah. I saw. Well, movie, you know, I'm very very particular about how comfortable I am while watching something. So you, <laughs> oh, I you remember yeah. like this where I'm the sitting couch. and like yeah my beverage and like that, that stuff I care about more than the movie half the time. So yeah, this is one. This is definitely one where I looked at the title and I'm like, God, I gotta hack this one off here, huh? Yeah. And 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 that's kind of how I felt coming into this one too. It was like, okay, I got two days to watch this. All the Kings, man. Oh my God. <laughs> I'll say though, once I fired it up and that and that forty score kicked in, yeah. I was like, ooh, I'm in the mood to watch an old black and white movie right now because there is there is a comfort in that. There is a comfort in saying like, oh, I'm going to a different time and place right now. I don't have to worry about. Any CGI or bombastic scores or, or, or all the stuff that can kind of annoy me a little bit in in, the, in a modern view. It's not a difficult watch either. Uh, so. No, no, well, not an hour fifty minutes. Yeah. You know, if, it it went it went I, when it was over. If anything, it might have went a little too much. But we'll I guess we'll get to that soon. <laughs> not, not to uh, not to tip any hands here. But do we want to put out any other general impressions here about the movie, the topic? Not uh, before. No, let's just okay. go because I don't want it to bleed too much into. 
like, sure. talking about the market. Yeah, and you know what? We have quite a bit to cover here today, too, with the yeah. rankings. So let's just get ahead and, and, and start the old deep dive. The year is 1949. The president is Harry S. Truman, and he began his second term in office after winning his first election with a surprise victory over Thomas E. Dewey in the fall of 1948. Then Vice President Truman took presidential office in 1945 after longtime President FDR passed away. So Truman had been in office four years before his first election. FDR's 1945 death was announced as a stroke, but decades later, historians believe that he was actually suffering of cancer, which was deteriorating his physical and mental health over the final months in office. Though Truman served eight years as president, he was eligible to run again in 1952 due to initially taking office via the death of the president. Truman elected not to pursue years 9 through 12 due to weak polls influenced by growing accusations of corruption. Very topical for the movie <laughs> we are covering here today. So though we, reminder, we're talking 1949, I threw a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of decade years there in the mix there, but we will go to the 1949 World Series, and guess what? Season four, there could only be one winner. It's the New York Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> the Yankee domination continues in season four here. We have an all-New York World Series with the Bronx Bombers defeating the Brooklyn Dodgers in five games. It was the second defeat of the Dodgers in the past three years and was the Yankees franchise 12th championship overall. We know as it sits today they have 27. This one in 1949 was number 12. This win would be the first of five titles in a row for the Yankees. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, the others are going to start racking up. This is this is the stretch where you get up to 27. You just can start knocking them off. Both teams finished the regular season with exactly the same records and won their respective leagues by exactly one game. So very, very evenly matched mirroring teams here. The Dodgers played at Ebbets Field, located in Flatbush, Brooklyn at the time. The Yankees played at Yankee Stadium, which was located in the Bronx along the Harlem River, as it is today as well, just a different building. Can we imagine a World Series of stadiums more difficult and annoying to get to? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Flatbush yeah. and uh, the Bronx along the Harlem River. Just nobody I mean, ever wants to get home. God, uh, it's just not... Uh, you are a resident. You're a Brooklyn or Bronx yes. resident. Yeah. If you go to those games. I would imagine traffic was a little better back then. But, you know, a car. But just less efficient everything else. Jeez, the Cross Bronx and the Belt or the uh, Jackie <laughs> Robinson Parkway. Of course, it wasn't named the Jackie yeah, Robinson. Exactly. Jackie Robinson was on the Dodgers. So. Uh, <laughs> just, oh my God. I'm just feeling for all those people 70 years ago just trying to get home. I'm sure they're very happy to watch an all New York World Series, though. The Yankees were managed by Casey Stengel. The World Series MVP award wouldn't be instituted for another six years, but the Yankees roster did include future Hall of Famers. Alongside manager Casey Stengel, Yogi Berra, Joe DiMaggio, Johnny Mize, Phil Rizzuto. Big names. Big names indeed. Pretty the, good team. Yes, yes. And they would have a whole bunch of World Series in the future, as we just mentioned before. The Brooklyn Dodgers featured Hall of Famers Roy Campanella, Pee Wee Reese, Duke Snyder, Jackie Robinson, and Gil Hodges, who was just inducted into the Hall of Fame a few weeks ago. Pretty good team. Yeah. 20, a 2022 Hall of Famer, Gil Hodges, right. who I believe also managed the Mets there. Yeah. Man, I mean, it's funny. Probably chances are you're getting the Yankees like in this in some way, you know, like, yeah. with, with with doing the years. 
Because you're there, that many championships, and then I'm sure there was a bunch of uh, lost World Series. So you're talking about the Yankees probably like 35 percent of the time when you're doing these. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, and I think their first one was around the same time the Oscar started. Yeah, so like it's 27 out of 94, and then they probably have another 10 where they lost. <laughs> right, so you get like right. a third of it. Is yeah, about, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah that's what's <laughs> Uh, we're not doing this on purpose season four, but all season four it's unbelievable episodes so far have been Yankee winners. So the Billboard number one song Ooh. of 1949. Very excited about this Sinatra. one. Here. No, uh, because for the first time in BPC history, Ooh. we have a country crossover as oh, the wow. number one song. The number one Billboard song is. Ghost Riders in the Sky, a Cowboy Legend by Vaughn Monroe and his orchestra. It's a cowboy-style country-western crossover. Yeehaw! An early win for country music. Now, because we have this and, you know, we have our other episodes, we'll do a little, do a little crossover action right now here. I'm going to spring this on you guys. Ghost Riders in the Sky, a Cowboy Legend. What do you think that song's about? Joe, we'll start with you. Ghost Riders in the Sky. A riders or Riders? Riders. R-I-D-E-R-S. Ghost Riders in the Sky, a cowboy legend. Has to be, uh, I don't know, something about campfire stories and seeing the stars and just trying to figure out what the fuck it all means and, Ooh. you know, not understanding shooting stars and... Okay, all right. It's probably not right, but I got nothing. I, I think it's, well, I'm going to go with some kind of bombing. Bombers. From the sky. Oh, that I don't know if a country music jam is going to. Uh, yeah, well, we're in the forties here, so yeah. that's uh, yeah, yeah. that is yeah, topical of the decade. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and and if you're wondering, we on our honorary episodes where we're not doing best picture winners, we'll pick the country song of the year, and I'll say the title. It's a great gift. Almost all of my co-hosts don't have the time of day for country music; don't know anything about it. So nope. most of the songs <laughs> they've never heard, so it's easy to kind of. <laughs> Kind of do that. So I hear right here. The song tells a folk tale of a cowboy who has a vision of a red, a red-eyed, steel-hooved cattle thundering across the sky, being chased by the spirits of damned cowboys. Ah. One warns him that if he does not change his ways, he will be doomed to join them forever, trying to catch the devil's herd across these endless skies. So he's the Ebenezer, Ebenezer Scrooge of cowboys? I wow, I was whale. Right. At least I got the sky right. <laughs> the story has been linked with old European myths of the wild hunt and the Dutch and Flemish legend of buck riders, which a supernatural group of hunters passes the narrator in wild pursuit. So we got a very, very deep thought. Uh, I like how you asked, uh, Joey, I like how you asked, uh, is it writers or writers? Like, what would ghost writers in the sky be? I don't know. I, don't know. I was thinking something with, like, Native Americans <laughs> like, and, uh, Shakespeare kind <laughs> yeah, of yeah. And, 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 like, smoke signals or something I was going to go with. <laughs> Charles Dickens formed clouds. Yeah, we might be onto something. Yes. Uh, well, the song writer, Stan Jones, stated that he had been told the story when he was 12 uh, by an old Native American who resided in the northeast of the Douglas, Arizona border town. Yeah, so it's kind of like a, a folky old song. Now, if you guys heard the song, you would immediately, it would immediately click with you. Okay. This is a song that it's, uh, people it's don't story. even know that they that they know. Oh, it, really? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So oh. the, the song's been covered by over a hundred different artists. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and other artists who made the charts recording this, this song were the Outlaws, the Ramrods, Frankie Lane, Burl Ives, 
the legendary Marty Robbins, the legendary Johnny Cash, and the BPC oh, legend. I know that Johnny Cash song. Yep. Yeah, alright. And also BPC legend, Bing Crosby, of course. Mm. All the King's Men was the Best Picture winner of the year. It was written, directed, and produced by Robert Rosen. It was based on the novel by Robert Penn Warren. The novel source material we have right here on the table here. I have not read it. It's it looks clean and lovely. Yes, that's it. There it is. The music is by Louis Grunberg. He's a three-time Oscar nominee who scored Stagecoach, which we mentioned last week in our Can't Take It With You episode. You might uh, shout that one out. Cinematography is by Burnett Guffey, who was a two-time Academy Award winner. He photographed Bonnie and Clyde in AFI Top 100 and Best Picture winner from Here to Eternity. So we are going to talk about Burnett Guffey again. Film editing by Al Clark and Robert Parrish. Al Clark is a five-time nominee editor, and he edited another movie we talked about last week, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Art direction and set direction by Sturgis Karn and Louis Dage. Costume design by Gene Lewis, who's also associated with From Here to Eternity. All the King's Men is starring Broderick Crawford, John Ireland, Joanne Drew, Raymond Greenleaf, Shepard Strudwick, and Mercedes McCambridge. It was nominated for seven Oscars, was the winner of three, including Best Picture, Best Lead Actor, Broderick Crawford, Best Supporting Actress, Mercedes McCambridge, also nominated for, but did not win, Best Director, Robert Rosen, Best Screenplay, Robert Rosen, Best Supporting Actor, John Ireland, and Best Film Editing. No other major accolades there. No, no AFI 100. It's not on the IMDb list either. All the King's Men, gentlemen. Opening thoughts here. As I, uh, this is one you, you, you kind of like alluded to that you're very excited to talk yeah, about. So let's, let's start with you. So the, the premise is strong, right? This is a good premise. Great. Kind of a timeless pre premise. I was going to say, go on this thing, oh, it's so relevant now. But honestly, it's like always relevant. It's relevant right? forever. It's relevant everywhere on every scale. Like, oh my God, politicians are sketchy. Just the way where uh, right. any kind exactly. of government is set up with like voting. Yeah. Tribes in the, in the BC yeah. dealt with, with some. Yeah. Right. Like we could yeah. talk, you, this could be the same thing in Roman times and we'd be like, oh, this is so modern. Yeah. So it's a very good premise. I guess the question is what we're going to try to figure out is. Did they ultimately pull this off with the good premise? Mm -hmm. They had the good premise. Did they? Did this movie structure it correctly and uh, 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 emphasize and use the correct stuff and get to the to the correct places? Yeah, I think that's it. Because I I love the premise, um, and even the way they started it off, I, I was really into it from the beginning. Yeah, and in addition to the premise, uh, I have to say that the source material is pretty widely respected too. Yes, Pulitzer Prize winner. I, you know, I don't. Like we said, we had the source material here. It's a book that uh, I I got in one of those giveaway bins. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it was like a school giveaway bin. It's just like the library was trying to clear out some, That's some great. copies. And I'm like, oh, this is the best picture. Where this will come in handy at some point, at least as a, a prop. Yeah, um, here we are. Yeah, I don't know much about the source material other other than it, like Joe, you said, it's a Pulitzer Prize winner, and it is kind of respected and taught in some yeah, areas. And I know the book focuses more on Stark, okay. Stark's point of view versus Burden. Like they're both characters in it, but this is like Burden's point of view. The book is Stark. And it's all kind of based off Louisiana Governor and Senator Huey Long. That's perfect you say that, because I think the, the main question here is, right off the bat, did the movie make a mistake focusing on Jack? Yes. When they should have just focused from Stark's perspective? Yes, you have... Are you saying yes that that's a good question, or are you saying yes that you think... I think made they made a mistake. mistake. Okay. Jack is a giant cuck. Stark <laughs> uh -oh. is this giant cult of personality. Good, bad, or whatever. I want to follow him around more. Yeah. I think 
I want to read the book to see how that goes because I think that would have made it. I think it would have made it more dynamic, and I think it would have made his fall into from naive to kind of criminal more fascinating instead of vague and then overwhelming. Well, we were looking at, or I think the attempt was that we were living through Jack because Jack had a little bit of a descent also. Hundred percent. But yeah, maybe we should have because Broderick Crawford was. I thought he was very good in this I thought he was too. Great. Maybe we should have just been focusing on him. Okay, so I'm going to start this off with a hard disagree. Cool. Okay. All right. I loved the uh, the narrative device they used through John Jack. Ireland and Jack Burden. I I don't necessarily think they executed it the way I'd like them to. Sure. But I like the premise. I like the setup. I, I like starting with him because I think when you have a character like, like Willie Stark, I think it's important for there to be a bit of a separation between the audience and him. And, and I think that Burden's character creates that separation. And what they did with him, too, is they gave him a bit of an arc also. So I, I dug that. Little, I, right? I liked, uh, again, not, we'll talk about how no, he executed no, I, yeah, right. it, but the premise and I, I liked the the triangle, the romantic triangle thing. I, I I think that added a little bit of character and chemistry to the movie beyond just the political drama, which I think a movie like this needs. Oh, man, we're going to talk a lot about the execution, though, because I have tons of problems with the sure. actual filmmaking. Well, maybe that's where I'm struggling, because I just see it as... Okay, so a character like Sadie. I think a character like Sadie is great, and despite all the code shit that they had to do to really kind of dumb down that character, I think the actress did a really good job. Whereas, I thought, like, the love triangle and stuff was just kind of muted and just to make, just to kind of show Jack's descent and, you know, I'm not going to say cuck 90 times, but... <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> no, that's it. Two is done. This yeah, isn't well, going to turn into... I, see, well, where I like the... It, listen, there's plenty of these 40s films... Gentlemen's Agreement is a perfect one. I mean, Gentlemen's Agreement is going to come up a couple times here just because they are, has to. they're very close in time time range. I'll, I'll say right off, off, off the bat here that I, I like this movie me too. much more than I Oh, like me too. Gentlemen's Without question. Agreement. I'll watch this again. I thought in Gentlemen's Agreement they thrust the romantic angle in there just to put it in there because a movie like that needed that. And I guess you could make the argument that they did that with this too. But I think that the, the romance in this movie creates some interesting questions about power and about identity. And why uh, Anne Stanton, the, portrayed by jo uh, Joanne Drew, why she gravitated toward Willie Stark. Mm -hmm. And why she gravitated away right. from Jack Burton. Because I, I don't think part. it's just, yeah, I don't think it was as easy as her choosing one over the other. I think that. The away from Jack, drifted, I think, is the bigger part. Yes, she drifted away from him and then went toward the other. There were some daddy issues going on, oh, yeah. going after the politicians. Um, I, I really, I really dug in the Anne Stanton character. I, did I thought, you? Yeah, I did. Ooh, I did. I, I didn't like it. You really? I didn't like her or the performance really. Wow. Um, that at all. I thought the performance was pretty, pretty bad too. Yeah. Like when she got sad, she did. I know no one can see us, but when she got <laughs> sad, she did the thing where she like turns away. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you know, it's, I would imagine it's like if you like, like Joe, you have a two-year-old. If you like, pretty much similar. Your two-year-old, your two-year-old is. Hmm, That's literally what sad. he does. Like I feel yeah. like she did that a couple times. Yeah, but so where I think this movie works is kind of numerous interpersonal relationships. It's not just one, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And I, while I don't love the Anne Staten performance, yeah. I do. The character is so consequential, and I think mm -hmm. like watching how. You know, no one's acting in a vacuum. Like, there's so many different moving pieces that make it interesting. I think 
I think that's a role that if they had a star in, would have elevated this entire movie. I think that about Jack Ooh. also. I mean, I, I think I led with the think about most of these characters. Like, I think that yeah. there's this is lacking. But I think she, I think that's the character the most. Because, I, I very much agree with right. That. Because I, I think that, that because I. Jack Burden, um, John Ireland, and um, Broderick Crawford. I think they did good. I think Anne Stanton, you put a big name in there. I think this movie is elevated. I think it's memorable because it's a consequential role that I think feels less than because of the performance. Yeah, I, 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 can, I can concede to that. I can concede to that, that if we had... I mean, I don't want to just throw a big controversial name out there, but if you had like an Elizabeth Taylor in that spot... I know some. She's a bit polarizing. Doesn't but even I, matter though. But I, I do think that there's there's definitely that's going to bring the weight up. That makes this movie a playoff team. 100%. You know, like yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. It's memorable. It's not something that th- we are three people who watch a lot of movies, and not just like Kurt. We watch movies from all time in our lives, and you saw it because of your t- your like your project. Mm-hmm. Me and Greg never even paid attention to it. So yeah. you know, I think if you put in Elizabeth. Oh, you know what? Yeah, my grandma told me about that movie. That's been something I've wanted mm. to see. Like, there's where other movies we've well, had Well, that yeah, that's, it certainly would have the legacy of it. And that's, but that's the, important. Know, yeah, I think the legacy of this is really only floated by two things. The the best picture win and the, the source material. Source material. The only reason. To get back on, on track a little bit here, let's just, let's talk about Broder Crawford's performance and portrayal of this character, Willie Stark, in, in general here. I'll, I'll kick it off to you. Let's talk about him specifically in how he brings you into the character in the beginning of the movie, the first act of the movie, how you're introduced to Willie Stark. Okay, no, I, I, I think Broderick Crawford's great throughout the whole movie. Beginning, verse, middle, verse, end, he changes. Like, you could see the change on him, really. Yeah. You could hear the change on him. And in the beginning, I think you're drawn into the, the truthfulness. Like, yeah, he's a guy, he's like, oh, the hick, you know, I'm right. the hick, you know, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. I, I think he... He's great. I think he's great throughout, and in the beginning, he he draws me for sure. Yeah. One one thing that I think this movie does very very uh, successfully, it, it it makes a great decision in doing so too. And uh, and this is a reactionary thing to me. This is how what how, how I took it. I don't know what the source hero does. I know that the remake's a little different. It doesn't give you a state. You know, you can you can surmise what state it is. Right. But based on what you're told. It really is a fictional state, right. as far as well, you know. You know it's in the south. Yeah, I was you know which states it's not. We know that we can kind of narrow it down to Louisiana. I think in the in the remake, it's specifically said it's as based Louisiana. off a of Louisiana governor. But the bottom line is, but if they you're don't not put it there this, right. with your compass and your and your checkpoints. You're just watching generic southern state, which I think is important. You're, they also kind of wash it of a political party yes. too, which is very very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it, it makes most specifically. It helps make the discussion of the movie timeless a bit because, however things may change right. with whatever political party it may be, this is any given political party. This is a this is a politician that's that's growing. I'm glad you noticed that because when I was watching it initially, I was getting a little like upset. Not upset. I mean, upset's not the right. I was like, what are they doing? Because they kept using the generic terms: yep. free speech, mm-hmm. constitution, truth to the people. They, them, this, mm. and I'm like, what the? F-? Like, I, I don't, I, I hate that stuff so much. But yeah. now I'm thinking, I'm, I'm like, nah, you know what? That that takes the timestamp off it, yes. and I'm okay with that. And then, yeah. I don't need this. Isn't like a real life thing. Like this is a, that this is that's a good uh, vehicle to mm. to discuss the overall right. 
because it needs to be about the corruption yeah, and power. Yeah, so I'm good, this or that. I'm good with that. Because it's too easy to, if they label it this or that, then it's so easy to be like, well, they. Instead yeah. of, this is something, you know, power. Healthcare, right. education, taxes. I'm right. like, all do, right. Do we want to make this about 1940s no. politics? Nope. Or do we want to make You're this right. about the a discussion yeah. about politics in general? I agree. Politicians yeah. and the That's people. Big, That's, it's a big yeah. win for this movie. Agree. I, I, I think this movie's unwatchable if they're saying this is this or this is that. Even what, yeah. you can make whatever implications, whatever. It becomes but, like a like Wilson or like a biopic. about right. like it, I mean, That's, that's right. not that's what, what I want to yeah. see with this. Yeah. Broderick Crawford. I think that there's a, a, a significant challenge to a role like this where you can't you can't dig your feet into either end. Like, you can't be this lovable, amazing guy early on where the turn is not believable. Right. And you can't kind of be this vanilla good guy where the turn is too believable. You know, and I do think that he does a very strong job of playing both ends of the polarity there. And I, the way early on, like, when he stands up for Sugarfoot, yeah, and who now becomes his, la- his like, guy from the whole time. Yeah. Like, that all kind of makes sense, like, that this guy who's in with the corrupt locals, whatever. Because Broderick Crawford, I think, does a convincing job at each point, which I think, you know, he could have easily been cartoony evil politician or cartoony hick from the sticks. Like, but he's, instead, is, you know, he's, he, you meet him. When you meet him, he's just this charming guy who loves his wife, loves his kid. Yeah. And like, where, and it's like, oh, I'm, like I'm rooting for this guy. Like, you understand why Jack buys in. Yeah, he's he's the kind of guy that you could envision yourself sitting on the porch and having a nice cold beer with. Right, hundred percent. And Joey, what beer might you have with uh, with Broderick Crawford there? What what did you bring here today? You know. I went with the Founders All Day IPA. They uh-huh. they updated their cans. It's the same design. They just made it look nicer. Look at that. They did, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and I always have a um, a 15 in my garage. So, All Day IPA. My, yeah, you've a been, favorite you've been my... rolling with that recently. Yeah. 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 I just love it so much. That's right. Uh, Oz, what did you bring along? I have a beer from the brewery Victory. Love Victory them. in which Willie Stark needed <laughs> to have the summer ale from Victory, which is Very great. nice. Victor does a great job. What I also have is, in dedication oh, to a top five politician in the history of the great country, um, as well as, hey, look, uh, Willie Stark went down the, down, the, down the dark path with whiskey. No matter what Lucy's like. I got uh, a little Jefferson's. Whoa. All right, well, at least you got a top notch. Yeah, it's better than Jaeger, I'll tell yeah. you that. And for those uh, loyal listeners there who know that Oz sabotaged us with Jaeger on our Grand Hotel yeah. Rankings Revisited episode. He, we knew, I think we were a little more prepared this time around. Yeah, Joey that. got dropped off by his wife yeah. kid. I'm 38 years old and I made my two and a half year old come out at 7 o'clock at night to drop me off at my friend's house on a Tuesday. I, uh, <laughs> I who uh, am on a different side of the, of the island, at least north to south wise, I secured a guest room here. Yes, so, yes. Uh, yeah, so we, we can take We're being the, uh, safe. We can take the abuse there. Yeah, because last time may have been a little reckless on my drive. I gave you a little heavy one here. I wouldn't recommend yeah. this shot. I guess if you have uh, if you have qualms with 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 our rankings, our, our season three rankings, or Oz's presidential rankings, as we say here, just <laughs> just hit us up at, yeah. at Best Picture Cast. Come at we'll, me. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do that battle. But too. Jefferson's Thomas, Thomas I mean, Jefferson. Yes, cheers, that. guys. Yeah, cheers. I gotta say, I mean, fantastic whiskey. Oh yes, quality. Moderately topical, right? I, yeah, yeah, it's great. I have with me here the uh, one of my favorites, the Montauk Watermelon Session Ale. Delicious. 
great one. I got my Montauk hat on as well. Oh, so, me too. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah, that's so Getting back into this thing here, we have Broderick Crawford's struggle here to get to get in office, and it is an interesting thing in this in this country where it, it if you're, uh, I mean, I have I just just speaking like I've had known people who run locally, and if you're not in the same section of uh, politically with whatever section you live in, but you have to run where you live, it right. can, can be a weird thing where you could run for years upon years upon years without ever winning until someone finally does a favor for you, something like that. So I think this movie does do a good job of portraying how being involved with politics can really beat you down internally. I agree. Yep. And it, it was pretty realistic as far as how he got going with the splitting the votes thing. That's kind of how you get in. Like, they, they he was going to be used. Right. Right? And all of a sudden, he caught on for his kind of, like, grassroots, his speeches and his ideas. So, yeah. like, everyday man thing. You know. Yeah, and it wasn't like a... There were areas where there were, where they just flipped switches. But one of the, they did not do that in the sense of, I have power, now I'm bad. You know, it was... It, it was the chess. There was, was a decline there, and there was a, a gray area of of bending your morals to check certain boxes just to check the box, but knowing that it didn't matter because I still was able to. I check do wish box. there was a little bit more subtlety into it because it was it was just checks, then Adam, and then he's bad. The, the alcohol too. Yes, like he the says alcohol. Once he never drinks, has one sip. Lucy doesn't sun. like it's it. It's not really how it works. Yeah, um, none of that landed for me. None of that. I, I didn't, and that was one of the things I had. I had kind of marked down is is of saying they kind of just they flashed the alcohol a little bit and just kind of were like, "All right, you guys know what we're doing here." Right, and exactly. Won. There was no nuance to that. No. There was no uh, layers. It was heavy. The Willie Star character was done well in the beginning and in the end. I don't think they handled the descent itself well. Uh, I would agree with you, especially yeah. now in 2022 after we see all of this. Uh, these TV shows and these movies mm. that have really nearly perfected right. the the uh, anti-hero that yes. going bad. Yes. You know, guy, we've gotten to a point now where it's just that's just, people love the the best actors in the world love to take that character. Yeah. And, and it's like the Breaking Bad. They love mm. people love to break bad. And they got A and they got C. They forgot to do B. Yeah, and and that's that's well said, Oz. And while. I think they did show how politics can wear you out and deteriorate you. You're absolutely right. They did not show a gradual enough change in his personality. And I think that's going to now kind of be a key factor that I'm going to have in a problem with this movie. Is, is that they didn't do transitions into anything. No. 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 This was... This was use and abuse of montages. I was going to oh, montage man. reels. Uh, voiceover every... that they like abandoned voiceover. Oh my god! They just pulled every trick yeah. out of the book. It was like a garage sale of narrative advice. It's just flowing in your yeah. face. This is from an editing standpoint. This movie is a mess. Yeah, the montages. I generally don't like montages in any movies. Sometimes there were a couple that I was that I was okay with here. I like I'm okay one. with a montage of him, uh, uh, his speeches and him building. To get elected, like I, we don't. I really like the barnstorming one. We don't. Uh, yeah, that was fine too. Like we don't need. I compare it to the Rocky training montage, sure. 
like we're good with the Rocky training montage because mm-hmm. that's not re- like we don't really need to see him, you know, doing uh, for a half hour right. training every day. Same thing, we don't really need to see him traveling spot to spot. I was okay with that, but yes, generally, I mean, the the worst montage I thought was the was the uh, the the deals, that was the, the dirty deals. That's how they did his descent. I mean, how the about the whole deals. first act was a montage? Yeah. Like, it just was... And then there's voiceover to nowhere. But there inconsistent. There fade cuts in the middle of scenes. The dreaded voiceover. Um, yeah, but you know what? This, but this wasn't even... This is one where it's like you almost wanted them to commit to more voiceover. Mm. More voiceover, less montage would have worked better. Oh, and we do the newsreels. We do the newspaper. They tried everything. We, they tried everything under the sun here with this. And... They did it at almost too rapid a pace, where it was like they were rushing to get this movie in under a certain runtime. And we always talk about, hey, we, we like the short runtimes here. I, Not I say that this yeah. movie could have give us some time into the set. Like, let us see the first because you know. So he was making deals with people he was kind of talking shit about, like the big corporations. Let us see that first one in his house. Let us see that first one in somewhere, right? Not just oh, he's signing checks. Like, let us yeah, see something. And then, uh, you know, I'm running, and then the rock comes through the window, and then boom, now oh, we're into yeah. this, boom. And then, like, then we cut to a school fire drill, and it just a, a, a fire escape collapses and kills they all murdered, these children. It's like, whoa! Ah, they just, they murdered 12 kids oh, real quick. And it's like, I, 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 I kind of do like that scene, just because it, like, it jars you into, like, oh, oh, shit, like, and it makes sense, really big just But it brings there. us back to his original speech, so, like, I like that, but the, the area around is so messy, right. though. It, and then the funeral's a disaster. That goes back, this all goes back to the, my initial question of would this have been better through Willie Stark and not Jack? And I, I, the, the problem is that they used it, the intent was good, right? You're going to say, all right, we're going to do this through Jack because you're the viewer and you're going to be Jack right. the viewer. Except they used it to just fly through stuff. But the other yeah, problem was yeah. Jack was in on everything. Jack kept the record of all his sketchy shit to use as blackmail for people. But we never really got to see it. That's good. See, that was cool. I liked that Jack wasn't was was not right. a, overall good or no, overall bad. He me just too. didn't have any payoff, and I really. I but was we not... didn't get to. But it wasn't because he had the black book. There was no reason to be as vague as they were and rushed as they were because he was a piece of everything. If you're going to go through Jack, that performance has to be top of the line. I mean, it's got to be top of the line if you're going to go through Jack. And I don't really I, don't think I don't think it was bad. I, it's not a. This isn't bash. This guy was horrible. No. I thought the performance was strong. Did you? Personally. I like John I did, Ireland. I did like his performance. Right. I do. I do agree with the nomination. I. I. I don't think that his footage was edited properly. Yeah. I just don't like. Perfect example. I have. There's two specific cuts in this in this movie that I have. Great, I take great issue with, and you know, our, our, our buddy Adam, who has been on record as saying that that the big cut in Deer Hunter yes. is one of the worst cuts in movie history. Which uh, on the episode we all liked it. I haven't. I'm sure when we get into rankings, we'll get more of a a, a, a wider view on whether they like that. Talking about the direct cut to Vietnam, right? I watched this and I'm like, wow. I think two of these are up there versus two of the worst cuts I've, I've seen since we've been doing this podcast. And one of them is with our buddy Jack Burden. When he comes down to a Burden's Landing, Burden's Landing, Burden's Landing, he comes there. He meets the judge. He meets the family. He's talking, and the judge says a sentence to him, and he cuts him off mid sentence, turns and runs to Ann Stanton, embraces her. And it's like, oh, okay, they're embracing, and then it immediately cuts to a montage <laughs> of the two of them falling in love. It, it, I, it was, I was awful. Expecting, 
I was expecting Awful. Austin Powers to turn around and go, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Burt Bacharach. <laughs> and, and, the, and, you know, they're like on the top of the bus. And That's just, when he gets, what was that? When he gets off the boat, cuts off the, the judge to sprint to this moment we've only seen in a newspaper so far, ask permission to kiss her, and then it's just... To um, go into this weird montage of them playing tennis. Stupidest and, montage in the history of movies. And, and, and so jarringly yes. out of place. And that's not even my worst cut. That's oh, the really? Second, second to oh. this one. Um, oh God, because br- that was br- bad. Oh, it brutal, brutal, and it's like it was one of those like what are, like who oversaw this? This is this is insane. It was insane. Those were some tough scenes. That uh, without anything really without Potter Crawford was like. A, but here's the thing though: is I really like those characters. Did like, you? I, 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 I understand. I why like we, the judge. I, I get why we needed to be on. Uh, we needed to meet everyone on Burden's Landing before they met Stark. Right. Because we needed to kind of get their groundwork. Because just them with Stark. Because if it starts with Stark at that first meeting where they're all kind of sitting around in tuxedos questioning them for some reason. That doesn't make sense because we don't know anybody. This movie is, is paced inappropriately, is really what it comes down to. Is they're, it's too They're fast. trying to do two different things, which, which, in theory, I appreciate. I like the idea of having this kind of odd framing device of, Think the, big. of the reporter yeah. who's kind of reporting him and then ends up working for him and then ends up rebelling against him. That on paper is really good. Yeah, you right. know, it, and and right. I do like the performance, but it's just not executed if you're gonna do, If you're going to go the route they did, you've got to nail it. Right, I mean, you right. have to nail it because yeah. you're really taking a risk. And I, I, I'm not saying I wanted to sit here and watch a two hour and ten minute version. I would have been fine with two hours and ten minutes for this. It, it, honestly, I needed this it. Movie, might have been better. This movie needed it. Needed it. There are a couple movies I think. I I've always be been. I've always longer. said many times, a movie needs to be as long as it needs to be. Don't take out for the sake of speed and don't add for the sake right. of you know. But this this movie was too short for what they were trying to do and you can't land a descent right. if you don't establish where you start and and there's moments at the beginning and there's moments of Broderick Crawford's Willie Stark where you're like oh this guy has ideas and this guy's giving speeches but too much of that was just roll through him rising as a politician it needed to be built they put a ton of weight on bad guy heel Willie Stark and there wasn't enough on the on the good end, I thought. And and it started with it, but they didn't live in it. Especially there. because in the beginning, they kind of let you do the work, right? Like, they fire Lucy because she's married to... And he's going to... You know, she's kind of on his side. So the, polit, you know, the, the county commissioners get rid of her. So, like, stuff like that. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like, build into that. Tommy getting beat up is whatever. I don't care about that. Just no, but that's important, of, too. It though, is important, it's, but... Because it's about fighting for the... For the, I get it, the but right to, to, to your voice. And that's what his, his character, even when he goes bad, is all about. It's right. the voice of the people. Yeah, right. I don't right. think Lucy and the actor were great, but like, give us 30 more seconds on that to yeah, feel like, some pity. They, like, let us feel beat up by the county commissioners so that his fight feels more. What they did real quick was, yeah, Lucy being the teacher getting fired, Tom being an adopted kid. Great. You know, stuff like that, they just kind of quickly went through. They just character probably developed. Too, probably too quickly. Thing. Yeah, probably too quickly. Because I love yeah. the fact that and they adopted him and how I love him like he's my own. Like, you're learning a lot, but it's too fast. Yeah. And here's, this is kind of a, man, this is a, this might be a little bit of an out there take. But this, you're like, it's like Fight Club. This is you're like, <laughs> Jack and Willie are the same person. Hold on, let me have a sip of this Jefferson. So might, you're like, I'm nobody like, interacted with Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I might, if I was sitting as Jefferson's, I might realize that, that Broderick and, and John Ireland are playing the same character. Hold on. I fucking no, hope. not yet. Uh, no, I think that I think that Broderick Crawford's performance and likability in the beginning of this 
might have hurt the movie a little bit. I think that the filmmakers looked at it and said, all right, we get it with yeah. him. He's doing a great job. Let's move on. Where they, there wasn't enough time to sit in it. And they, they, they took it... They took that for granted because he is really likable in those first couple he's scenes. He's great, and he, he really makes you believe that this is a guy who's gonna who's gonna rise and do some big things. But then they just rush through. Yeah, it. you got to show something's bubbling underneath the surface. We're, we're about to have a descent. Yeah. We have to be it, it, fully invested in where we're descending from. Right, it can't it's, be thirty minutes in. Oh my god, he has his first drink of alcohol. Right. No. Boom, goodbye. That god. was just you know, fucking the West Coast. The, yeah, we're off to the races. But it's just such a filmmaker failure when because Broderick, the actor. I did. I, I think he's great. Yeah. Everything, every scene he was in, I loved him. But they just skipped over falling. You can't skip over falling and expect yeah. us to expect us not to be jarred. It doesn't make sense. I would love to know if there was a longer version of this film. I mean, it, it they clearly filmed more footage because of all the highlight reels and stuff right. they went through. They took clips yeah, they of it and stuff. Um, now I'm, I'm going to throw another disagree out there with you, Joey. See, so you didn't love Anne Seymour's portrayal of Lucy Stark. I thought with what she was given I thought she was great it's not that I didn't love it I just think it kind of it wasn't enough to love or dislike I think yeah. she did with what she was given I think she kind of outkicked her coverage but I don't think I don't think she did anything spectacular but I think the character wasn't she's well the character was definitely doting wife mistreated wife I thought she she showed the wear and tear on her face toward the end did like, you in the in that opening I like her a lot scene, better in the beginning you I thought that in the kitchen scene you know she you got this 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 warm uh, homey Kind of feel a little cold, her. though. I thought I thought really cold in the end, though, and I and I thought. But I, I needed to. Look I wanted down. colder in the end, and a little bit warmer in the beginning. But I wanted more on the teacher stuff. Like this person's a teacher who can't have who can't have kids. We don't know how old they are, but she's you know in her mid forties, and nineteen forty nine is much different than twenty twenty two. And I, you know, I think there could have been more of an emotional tone yeah, where Lucy, it was just matter of fact, which I don't think works. Lucy didn't jump out to me, and maybe that's part of the problem that it kind of should have. Maybe that's that that should be uh, uh, the Lucy and Willie uh, relationship should be a little more developed. Right. To go Lucy's extremely underrated. The pro yeah. Lucy's entire purpose almost felt like they had to introduce her just to show her because when they kept saying Lucy doesn't like drink or Lucy doesn't prefer drinking however they worded it um, it almost felt like that person was only there so that you could put a face to the person who doesn't want him drinking so when he starts drinking well, who, he's that, slapping in the isn't face isn't that how he was using her politically? 100% so 100%. it's kind of she by not seeing her you're establishing the distance between Willie Stark and his wife and, and I... I do think that there's an appropriateness to her being underwritten there because he is, it's kind of like you forget the guy's even married. And then when she comes back, it's like, oh, they're still together? Ooh. <laughs> like, and, and she looks so, she looks like a zombie at the end of it to me. Yeah, I, I, I actually liked that character. I, I, I mean, I, I'm more lean towards Kira, towards you, Karen. I, I really didn't have an issue with, with that. Part, yeah, that's you know, yeah. The, the, I that's thought the family part was fairly well done. Fairly well done. Joe, you gonna beat up the son? It seems like you're. you're no, I like Tommy. Him. No, you liked him. Okay. Oh yeah, me too. Okay. I think he. I actually. Th I mean, he turned out. He had a wonderful career. That actor. I really liked the way he did things. I wish we spent more time with Tommy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But that. That's again. That's gonna be. But I think it's the same point. Why they don't, and I understand that. But, but I really you know, liked him. You're not gonna spend time with Tommy if you if can't spend with Lucy. If right. we're viewing, 100%. if we're viewing through Jack, you you're can't not yet. spending time. You, with you need Tommy. the dis the that's establish it. the distance yeah. there too. And I, I think. Oz, you, you, with that, there's an important point to be made there, too. By going through Jack Burden's character as the narrative, we lose out on the father-son thing because yeah. there's this weird 
kind of they have to be observed. Yeah, and it's not you're, you're not Joey's like to say it's not lived in right yeah. but because I do think when we first meet Tommy till Tommy at in the locker room that could have been a wonderful way to show the descent right to throw it through Tommy yeah but, you know that that's a different way because the relationship was so strong and I do think Tommy was a good enough actor that he really could have held up whatever he was doing but I think I like Tommy more than Probably Tommy deserves. I think they, oh, no, I like Tom. I like okay. Tommy. I thought Tommy. I thought that character was good actor. With, I, I, I mean, thought it was he was limited. Good. There was there was a. I thought he there, where I thought Lucy kind of took the underwritten character and did her best with it. I thought Tommy took an underwritten character and put his all. Into I mean, come it. on, we're all suckers for like come fine. I'll play in the locker room <laughs> of a sports <laughs> I mean, game. Hundred okay. percent, love it. Fine. Here's love a. It. Uh, they know they're. <laughs> here's a key. I'm going to underline something you just said, Joe. It could have been. A wonderful way to establish the character. Yeah. I hated the football scenes. I thought they were yes. so bad. I, I I thought it could have been so good. I just what you're saying is we all love a locker room scene. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. all love a you know force you play. It was so forced to me. It was like him sitting on the sidelines and going into yeah. the locker room. Where's everyone else? Why are they the only two people in the locker? I mean, I guess we'll say over the nippet zone, but um, it it. Oh, it was so sloppy and, and melodramatic to me. And and it's going to go to now what I think is the worst cut of the movie. We get this kind of intense and uh, great exchange between Mercedes Cambridge and uh, John Ireland in that hotel room. Where he's, he's like hiding out in the hotel room. Him? When oh, that's he great. smacks her. And I'm her, sorry, yeah, he, he slaps her. He smacks her and her reaction to the smack... She does that, that monologue into the mm-hmm. smack, and her reaction was like, "I was like, oh, that's gold!" Like right. it was, it was right. just like, it's like I, but, I, I would have to imagine as an actor and actress, you you practice looks and respond, and like she cannot attend it, and they do this fadeaway cut directly to a football field. I was like, what? What was that? Was like that's something they do in General Hospital. You know, <laughs> it was so, it's really so, so bad. You know, it's really funny because I didn't even think about that. But as I had to pause it and go back because it was so jarring. I didn't yeah. even think about it. And they took us right. right out of the moment. Yeah, you're right. They because that was a right fantastic moment. moment. And put us just irrelevantly right on the phone, moving on to the next thing. And now it's like, ah, I heard you're in a hotel room. Like, what? oh, it killed me. Because yeah. was, it, the really movie f- had me by the balls at that moment. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Right. And then took me yeah. out to... To, to Willie Stark Stadium, like oh god, Come, uh, I, I did. but I think that shows how just Sadie, great character. Yeah, good. I was gonna say I wanted to I, I wanted to bring up Sadie. I was trying to figure out when to I, say. What did you guys think of Sadie? I love Sadie so much. Every time she was on screen, I was a hundred percent in with that actress. Fan fucking tastic. Mercedes McCambridge wins the Oscar woo! for this role. Awesome, awesome I, performance. Spoiler alert for later, most deserved award out of any of these accepted. Wow. Yeah, we're going to agree a lot on this one. I, she, was she blew my fucking mind. And now, this is code time. This is where they can't do shit. So she can't really get into the relationship. And that's, you know, when she gets pissed that he's cheating on Lucy with her and she's the relationship. Great. They had to keep that so above board and like G-rated. She made that work so well. Yeah, I was so fucking impressed it wasn't vague or confusing no the, the it was length. so strong and uh, and a lot of that has to go and has to get some credit to the screenplay because for all the the issues i have with the storytelling in this movie i think the screenplay the words on the page 
are are really strong, and they, they're used pretty deliberately. And I I think this is this is hashed out really well. Yeah, I don't disagree, but I think the biggest part. So when Willie gets out of the car with Anne, we first see he's now in the relationship with Anne, and Sadie comes out to get him. She didn't say fucking word. Just the look on her face right. did so much. She yeah. did subtlety pretty well. She you could tell she she pulled off that this character was in it for the money, mm-hmm. but she did believe in Willie. She was jealous of Anne, but she was also mad because it's messing with his political that like she she did it all pretty pretty well. And it was all believable. Yeah, like she believable. she was yeah. able to live in different worlds where Willie's descent flew, but everything about her, like her going from just kind of paid lackey to his number one campaign manager or whatever, they didn't really give her a title, but that was essentially yeah, what she was doing, manager. right, whatever it was, to, you know, keeping track to her relationship with Jack. Every single beat she was on, I was in on. And it's the complicated nature of being that middle child mistress. Yeah. Where it's like, you're not the wife, mm-hmm. and you're not the hot young <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're old news, Flame. baby. You were, you were stuck in the middle, and that's and you're still working for this guy. That's a, that's a complicated character, and like you said, Joe, told within a code area where, where you couldn't really spell a lot out, and she crushes it. The oh, role. I get you. Get everything. Everything. She, everything. everything. Yeah. Mercedes McCambridge. You know where else we? Oh yeah, know I her do. From the most, Oz, do you? No. Oh man, Joey. She is the demon in the Exorcist. She's the voice of Linda Bra- Blair. That's oh, amazing. Yes, I love her. I read some interviews with her about like getting that voice. It's really interesting how she just talks about like just going all out. But like I believe I've seen this. Yeah. yeah, she had and, a great career. And a lot of people thought that that Oscar nomination that Linda Blair right. got should go to her. Should go to her. Yep. She's the voice of it. She had one other Oscar nomination in '57 uh, for. John Stevens directed Giant, which was the runner-up Around the World in 80 Days. We talked a little bit about oh, that. Oh, good. We'll that. talk about that later. We talked a bit about Willie Stark as, as a face. Let's talk about him as a heel here. We get a, a lot of the pressure on after the, the Pillsbury character uh, gets his, his hand in caught the, in the cookie jar for black In, in the, pork, the pork bowl or whatever the fuck they call <laughs> it. Yeah, oh, that's my scene of the movie. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that that's... With the judge in there? Yes, okay. Wow, so, yeah. Oz, also my scene of the movie here. Okay. So we can actually oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that as my... Because it, it's got all the main characters. Mm-hmm. It's got all the main players. In a, in a really good... They're all great in that. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's Broderick's strongest as a bad guy uh, performance. And Je- I think that's that's John Ireland's best moment in, that, in the movie as well. He's great. Uh, as well as the judges. And it kind of... It kind of, it's the Very first. It's the first domino to fall right. on, kind of, kind of the end of the movie. Yeah, we kind of get, to, we kind of see everyone's true colors yeah. here in this yeah. scene too. Yeah. It's very consequential for everything that happens after too. And unfortunately, I, it's kind of realistic. I would imagine. Sure. I mean, I've never seen these backdoor political. I, the the date part. part I thought was really great because the judge is like, and it will have a date on it. Yes, yeah, uh, it'll be dated. Yeah, I love yeah. that now, part. Now, what, what exactly did Pillsbury do? do we, they, they don't really spell it out that much. They don't we, explain it, and they don't explain exactly what no. the judge So his hand... Yeah. So pretty much what I think happened was... Extorted some money or yeah, took a little money like he out, played with yeah. money for some sort of contract. It was... He kept, they kept saying pork barrel. Yeah. So, like, you know, whatever the pork... You know, there must be a big farming industry, and he... You know, was fucking around with the money in the contracts. Yeah, and when they get the judge later on, as I said, they don't really spell it mortgage, out. Mortgage, right? Blackmail. He blackmailed black to get man. a job. Blackmail. Okay. Yeah. It was blackmail. So, but that goes back to the beginning where we were talking about. They kept it. I think they kept it. I'm going to give them credit for keeping it, keeping it generic on purpose. Yep. Because blackmail and 
spend uh, money off right. the top, hand in the cookie jar. Mm -hmm. That's all going to stay relevant forever. Exactly, yes. and like I don't care. Like I don't care if they're like, oh, he took money from this farm to give. It. I don't give a fuck. Like right. he yeah, has exactly. his hand they, in this yeah. thing. If we they did the arm thing, right. we'd have been like, oh, that's a nineteen forties movie. Exactly, hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. And I think Pillsbury, I think he did a good job as the guy just taking the shit. Like he's he's riding the train. He was a commissioner, and he's he's just in on it. He's just you know he's gonna do whatever he can to make some money. Good yeah, the him. judge is great here too. We haven't talked much about the judge uh, yet. Portrayed by Raymond Greenleaf could easily be overacted and overplayed. I think he did it nice. He did it nice and safe and subtle, and isn't this um, over the top preachy stage like performance? Agreed. Out of him? Yeah, because we don't need that. He no. played it like a guy who's been around yeah. and has yep. seen, knows that he's not fully clean, knows that probably nobody is fully clean. Right. Yeah. Wants to be clean, right? Thinks everyone should be. Just understands. Under, he I understands agree. the bigger picture, but also understands that he has a line. Agreed. And maybe the line moves a little bit. We get those great scenes at at Burden's Landing. Kind of every time we were there, I was digging the digging the vibe there. They it it, it felt like you were away from the chaos. Felt well, like you were out of the. Yeah, one of the small things they did that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, they went over water, you know. They got right. a little they bridge, a little they show, That was yeah. good. That was a really, really showing good the ferry. Yeah. Like it was, it was like okay, yeah. we're we're separating from yeah. this. They this did the same shot two or three times, mm -hmm. but like this is like a pristine land. Like the former governor, who everybody loved, lived here. Everybody here is important, and these are like the decision makers. Yep. And just a reminder that you're moving away from the mainland. Right. We're off in this other this other reserve. Yeah, that, 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 you're not with the Hicks, as they kept the calling Hicks. The last little run here. The impeachment, that whole any any thoughts on on how this thing? Winds I think it's up just here? a little convoluted, to be honest. Like, the, oh, who's the leak? Somebody right. leaked this. Somebody leaked that. Oh, it's Ann. And it's like yeah. I, it's, this goes back to me not liking Ann for See, the performance. It didn't stick because I was just like, oh, Ann, whatever. But I understood having that be that concept. Like when Jack gives it to her and he says, "You give it to Willie." You don't believe... Like, Jack didn't believe she was going to give it to him, right? She never thought he would betray... Jack never thought she would betray the judge like that because the judge raised her. So, like... So, Jack's a complete idiot. Jack's a cop. I've said it. <laughs> <laughs> he you just know. has to come across like an idiot. Yeah. He does. I, but, I, but, like, her making that decision Jack's to be... A, Jack's a fucking cop. <laughs> like, Jack... We gotta get the Joey R. cuck list. <laughs> I'm sure he's got it here. <laughs> so, like, oh, so we're going to rank the cocks. <laughs> now, do you rank in reverse order or forward order? Because Jack's character is non-committal. He's afraid of embracing an identity. It's why he's he's so following jobs, along. Right? It's why he's reporting. It's why he's, you know, he he, he wants to work for, for Stark. But he doesn't want to turn against the judge. He's got He's got one foot in, one foot out, and doesn't really stamp down... Uh, a firm identity for himself. So, let's just talk straight up performances. Then. Yeah. Com I mean, compared to a similarly situated Mercedes McCambridge, John Ireland's, I think not... not I think really John Ireland does a good job, it. but he doesn't I, do what Mercedes does. I, I think John Ireland did a good job. I gotta be honest, I don't have any issues with any of the performances in this movie. Okay. I really don't. There's not one that I have an issue yeah. with. I think this... But and Stanton's has leaves a lot to be desired, I think. Because I think yeah, for, I, for I, an important for character who does end up causing her uncle's... Causing the demise of like right, different people. Right. <laughs> I think the actress needed to 
a little more of a femme fatale kind of. There's a lot of things. It's a complicated character. I don't think that actress pulled off the complicated. A, it should be a complicated. Okay, maybe that's a bet. But I just don't think it was pulled off. I think because the three of us who watch a lot of movies and kind of understand relationships and all these different things, we kind of saw it for what it should be. Um, I think the actress left a lot on board. Yeah, I don't know that you're speaking for me necessarily with that because that's I, fair. Yeah, I I thought the character was complex. And complex enough. Now, there are some melodramatic natures to a bunch of scenes in this movie. Whether it's the fucking paralysis on the football field, which is one of the worst storytelling devices. In the, oh, I hate it in Friday Night Lights. I hate it in this. It's that the quarterback never gets paralyzed. Just right? break the, your leg. The left right. Career-ending right. leg injury. The left tackle gets paralyzed. Yes. <laughs> the, the, the free safety gets paralyzed. The quarterback doesn't get paralyzed. Right. Okay. Yeah. Again, save it for the next We just song. needed Jonathan Street. <laughs> All we needed was Jonathan Street to have a torn... ACL yes. and never play football again. Perfect. He doesn't need to be in a wheelchair. God, horrible. Sorry, Worst God. character in the show. Go Worst on. character. Move on. Okay. <laughs> and Stanton, I, I thought the character was was written in a complex way, and it's not the greatest performance in the world. And Joey, I a hundred percent agree that a star power playmaker could have gotten in the spot and changed the dynamics of the movie. I totally agree with that. That being said, I didn't leave this movie saying, "Ugh, and Stanton stunk," because I. There was a there was an internal nature to that character, and there was an attractiveness to the character. She wasn't this nineteen forties damsel in distress uh, object for the viewer. She made decisions. There. She was consequential. She was making decisions. And I think she that's was doing things behind the scenes. And so many times in these movies, is the the, the 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 there's the actor. She's on stage, and she's what what you see is what you get. There is, but you do kind of even with as kind of as. I don't want to, you know, as devious as she is, there's still a an attractiveness to her. Um, yeah, I mean, she's kind of going behind people's backs and and stitching. I know, and, but I don't. I have a hard time defining it because I don't think it was I, pulled I, I off. Got, I understood Jack Burton's affinity to her. Sure, I understood sure. it. Okay, I understood. They grew her, up together. I yeah. understood her relationship with Willie Stark. Yes. In the context that of the storytelling, attracted to the to the. Well, you can, I understand attracted. I, I understand her, her relationship her, with her brother. I understood her relationship with her uncle. She, she, there was a lot of connective tissue there. That character. It's very I complex. I don't think that the performance destroyed. That's, I don't that, think that was my okay. experience. With it. That's and that's fair. I just don't think uh, where you don't think it destroyed. I don't think it lived up to the complexity. Yeah, you know that's fair too. I think the best way I could sum it up because. Anne's coming up again in this later. The Jack and Anne relationship is probably the most important thing of this movie. Yeah, because it, of what it sets it, in motion. And it helps it helps make Jack make sense at points. And I didn't feel a thing between them. You didn't get the chemistry. None. Yeah, I, I got the chemistry there. No, I'm not going to say that it was like this wonderful dynamic pop through the screen chemistry, but it worked it worked enough it worked enough for me. Yeah, right, cool. from where, I, where I had this, I, I'm coming off like I liked this thing more than more than I did here. <laughs> well, this is this is what happens. I've been where you are. Yeah, where yeah you're right, the high right. man, but you don't really like it. <laughs> yeah. You just don't want to beat it up the, right, the way the rest just, of us do. Yeah. But you know, well, what? I think when we get to the one to fives, I think I'll be able to yeah. flesh that out a little. I know. Bit. I I think really what it, it I'm busy, now I'm just thinking what you said earlier about it's just a bunch of character actors. And I think that's what it is, and there's nothing wrong with that. I just think with Anne is the most where I felt that, where yeah. I needed something more. Well, you know what it is? is we're, we're recording this on, on the MLB trade deadline day. And I think what one of this is, is like, this is like one of those teams that are not quite in a playoff spot, and it's like, ah, oh, well, we need to improve at the deadline to get better. It's like, right. well, who are we taking out of the lineup? And it's like, 
Well, I don't want to take them out. I don't want to take them out. It's like, no, 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 don't look at it that way. We need to bring someone in, and whatever spot they take, they take. Right. You know, and, and that's what this movie's missing. This movie's missing a big deadline deal coming in and... and, and, and I agree. Yeah. 100% agree with you. Do. I think if they, if, they, if they knew what they had with Broderick Crawford being... I thought he was the star. Like, he popped off this mm-hmm. thing. Maybe they would have focused it on Broderick Crawford from his perspective. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's... Or did they think Jack Ireland was going to be the next guy? They think, yeah, I don't know. Could have been. Broderick mean... Crawford, if you have him in his prime when he's like 45 years old, know, especially, just use him. You know, especially that cr- character, you need somebody. Literally, like, the description of the movie calls him a demigod, right? Like, he's yeah. supposed to be, and he... Pulls it off. Let's just yeah. do the Breaking Bad twice. This is supposed to be Walter White. You know, like, this is it. <laughs> to sum it up, now we understand that the best part of the story is the middle. The demise. Yeah. Maybe it took a while for us to get there where the best part of the story is not the beginning or the end. Who cares about the beginning or the end? It's right. how we it's got there is the right. part. And it takes balls to do that. Um, and it took a long time for entertainment properties to get there. I mean, The Godfather really did. Yeah. Let's be 100%. honest, The Godfather <laughs> oh, did it. Um, but that's, it, it's, it's not, it's the demise that we all want to see. I just wrote and underlined the word balls on a piece of paper uh, because that's the word. This movie doesn't have any. Have any. Yeah. It, 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 I this agree. Is, this movie is a person telling a story that doesn't have the confidence in the story they're telling so they're constantly like adding in little things to 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 bring back your attention to because because they, they're afraid that you're not paying attention. Um um okay you're not listening okay we're gonna have a fire escape fall and kill a bunch of kids and everything okay now I got you again okay now we're gonna do uh we're gonna have a, someone get paralyzed in a full field and now we're gonna have someone shoot themselves in the other room like the, too much of this this extreme melodrama that takes away from the because you have I think one of the first things we said is. You have a decent premise yeah. here. You yeah. have, you, I think just, it's a great premise. They just had confidence to tell us, you don't need to have the judge shoot himself in the other room. It's absurd. For a blackmail 25 years ago, like, shut the fuck up. And, and a guy who's so, like, who's so, you know, his, his image and integrity is, he's just going to run to the other room and show, I mean, I don't, I don't want to make any statements on that, but it... it it just, it's It so, didn't make sense. This is a man, this is a guy in integrity. He made a fucking mistake 30 years ago. He's going to kill himself because of that when, from what we could tell, everything he's done since then has been above board and good. And With now, everyone in the room, like, five minutes after it's the so conversation. Stupid, it just like, doesn't, it's such a It doesn't movie, make sense. It's such a, a movie thing. But this like, guy, like, we're, he's a paragon, right? Like, it's so, everybody, you know, the, the quote, which is my quote of the movie, because it makes sense, is man, man is conceived in sin and born in corruption. Does not relate to the judge up until this one brief thing, but he kills himself because of that one fucking thing. It's a stupid, lazy... That didn't make sense. That's my quote of the movie, too. Hey! They said it kind of twice. Twice. Or sort of. Like, they... He, they they repeat, Jack kind of... Jack like repeated yeah, yeah. Willie's thing. Gentlemen, my quote of the movie... There's something on everybody. Man is conceived in sin. <laughs> yeah. Corruption. Yeah. yeah. It had to be. Yeah. It's the yeah. best quote. Great scene. Great. Is it, it, because you know Great what? Line. It shows Willie where if that's where he thinks how he can fall. Like it helps with his demise that we want to see. Yeah, look. There's a world in which the story of Willie Stark is an amazing piece of, of entertainment property. Right. Um, whether it's a TV show, whether it's a movie. Um, they just didn't stick it. In yeah. 1949, and it's a bit unfair to, that we have we've lived through Breaking exactly, Bad and The Sopranos exactly. and, it is. and The it Wire is. and all these things where all we, we, we uh, 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 
it's yeah, we're line. The purpose of this is to line it up with the movies, right? right? Yeah, yeah, we're true. lining it up with current movies. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, but right. yeah. So we do give it a little bit of a, you, a little bit of safe to, check that it's, or you know, we, this sort of thing would be done so much better decades later. Yeah. But oh, they I had mean, they imagine. had it right there for him. And listen, they won Best Picture. I I do think that this that this movie gets a bit lucky. I, I think this is a weak year. Yes. I mean, the director winner is like a goofball comedy. Right. And it's yeah. like, you know, Mank. You know, like, the, it, yeah. there's, there was no real contender here in this. And it doesn't even win director. Like, this is a, this is a soft year. This movie gets winner. lost other years. I don't think this movie stands a chance in many years. Yeah. In many years. Yeah. Here, to your point, like, imagine what a, a guy as talented as Broderick Crawford could have done with a, a script like Breaking Bad. You know, he yeah. Would well, he would have nailed it's it. It's funny though because he, he doesn't have much of a career. No, he was. This, this was it. This was it. This yeah. is like the peak of his career. He but, was kind of like an unknown. Um, he crushes it in this. He, he crushes fucking it in does awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah hey. Um, what do you think? Are we ready to to yeah. move on to the next? Right. Yeah, I think we have done this super justice. Do we dare step into the nitpick? So, who would like to go first? Here? I'll take one. Yeah, I'm a little light, I'm a little nitpick light to be yeah, honest. Yeah, so am I to be tough. completely yeah. honest. But my first one, Willie's running for treasurer, studying law, his wife's fired, paying for their fucking house. Real estate then though, who knows? It doesn't matter, but they yeah. still have to eat. They're eating yeah. meat. Basically out on a ranch or it's something. It's depression times, like, yeah. we don't see it as a working farm where at least they're getting from that. It doesn't seem to be that, it just seems to be property. Hmm. I have one from a similar, that's a similar scene. Okay. It's a little personal for me. When he was studying for, theoretically, the bar exam. Okay, all right. We have a lawyer here uh, yeah. to, to comment on this. It is not a fucking memorization thing. Right. And he was doing, like, he was, like, his wife was... The, they had, like, was, the cards. ...was talking, and he was repeating it word for word. Oh, boy. Uh-uh. It right. ain't a memorization thing. Look, it's not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, it's the hardest thing in the world. It's not what I'm saying. Right. It's just not a memory. That's not... Yeah, he, if you're... It's not a biology test. If you're, no, it's not, <laughs> you're not memorizing the capitals of the United States of America. It's not the test. The test is not... You're not memorizing right. shit. He, if, he, if that's how he is studying... He, he fails the bar exam. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. We'll get... Well, next time Brennan B's on, we'll get, uh, we'll get him to confirm. Oh, that, I so. think he'll, he'll yeah. agree. I, I, I love that. We have, we have multiple members I, of our, our BPC team that have, have passed the bar. I love this. Yeah. One for one, baby. Yes. One for one. <laughs> we'll, need him one we'll need him one day when Artie goes unedited. <laughs> Brennan B was also a one for one. Yeah, nice. That's smart guy. That smart guy. Uh, okay, so I, I'm going to go with a completely petty one here. When we get John Ireland going back to meet the family and do the kind of a, you know, a, a, kind of a nice scene. Now, whether it was relevant to the storytelling of the movie is fine, but I, I did I dig it. He's on the boat with his mom and his stepdad. And his mom says, uh, yada, 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 your father. And he snaps back like a, uh, a sixth grader, stepfather. Yeah. Does, does a yes. grown man do that? Like, is it like a grown ass man? Does he, does a grown he, does man he correct? Who... Hey, that's not my father. It's my stepfather. You know who'll like, do that? Haven't we had this conversation ten years ago? You know who'll do that, Kieran? A grown man who runs after his girlfriend after cheating on him with his boss <laughs> and now wants to do something. That's who fucking does, does that. It. He's like, no, mommy, he's a stepdaddy. No, and then he runs into his room and cries. Wow. That's who does it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it goes with the cuck persona. <laughs> 
I mean, sticking with Jack, um, did anyone notice how gigantic his suits were? Did you notice that? Or is that style of the I time? Think, I think you fit with is the time. Is yeah, that style well, well, that's going to lead into my next one. Oh, yeah. shit. Willie Stark's tie has got, <laughs> has got tiny. to go. The thick, fat tie yeah, yeah. that goes up to yeah. the second button. On the I think I it did go. It's probably coming back. I don't want to. I know, that's like a thing now. Is I it, don't yeah. want to hear that was in the style of time. He looks like he should be in The Greatest Show on Earth, which is a movie that the three of us will be covering at some point. Yeah! Right? yeah. Uh, at, at some point coming up in season four. Awesome. Um, a, little, a little teaser there. Two scenes that I like. I stood up in this very room, stood next to the TV to stare at, because I was like, oh, nitpicks on. <laughs> and the, the, the car accident was yeah. one, and I didn't find anything. And the yeah. football scenes, the football scenes themselves, I was like, oh, like, did they have but the right really? number of people on the field? Or they, were <laughs> right? you know, they were both fine. Well, so. Willie Stark alone in the locker room with his son just doesn't make any sense at all. Where there's no one yeah. else. Where is the team? Where is the coaching? Where but is I guess the, is that these? nitpick or is that just a flaw of the movie? I mean, that's, the, that's kind of the nitpick zone. I mean, yeah. We're in the nitpick zone. <laughs> but you know, that hit has that hit that happens in every football game ever a thousand times paralyzed this guy? Like, at least make it violent. I'm not. I'm not saying that... Players don't get paralyzed on the football field. It's usually not the star quarterback. I mean, it's has, usually has a, not on a tackle where a wrapped up tackle around a waist. I, I just I hate that device in all storytelling. Like, movies and shows should not use that unless they're telling the true story of like of like Dennis Burke, Burke who right. like actually yeah, got paralyzed. Yeah. And again, he was like a defensive tackle. It's usually on this freak play where two guys' helmets go. That's what it was. That's what paralyzed him. Yeah. I have one more uh, nitpick. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't know. Do you guys have any more? I have another one, too. I don't know if I have one that's a nitpick, but... All right. Maybe I'm wrong about this. It's possible. I don't think you win an impeachment proceeding. And they kept saying, Willie Stark wins the impeachment. I think this is like, oh, no, he's yep. not guilty. Right. Yeah. You're yeah. right. And it was yeah. a lot of like right. he wins the impeachment. Mm. A little Although maybe bell that go just off like, with me with yeah. how they and were then all the same time said, like I think we were watching it through like the newspaper and right. maybe the newspaper just stupid. Right. Like, we've seen I was, that before. I was right, actually like, I actually thought about that yeah. and I was like, I don't want to sound stupid. You don't really so I win it off. I don't, I mean, yeah, it's, but it's, it's not guilty. Like guilty or not. Right. Guilty. Yeah, that also may be a not trusting the audience type of deal too. True. Oh, okay. I still probably wouldn't. You know, I don't I don't know if the impeachment of Andrew Johnson was really on the uh, uh, that's that's everyone's true, yeah. tongue back then. We haven't. They didn't have that many impeachments of yeah, presidents right, right, that we right. do now. It's not 2022. We're <laughs> all familiar. Like, uh, we've had like four <laughs> impeachments in the last 20 years. This one good. Yeah. Well, this went well. I, I have another ridiculous yeah. storytelling device to his. The whole uh, trope or device of. Hey, let me show you this new radio. It brings in all kinds of things. Oh, oh. great one. Oh, well, great it's just one. determined that they're all like, oh, God. Oh, okay. At this exact dude. moment that I'm showing you this radio for some reason, we're going to get it reported. Give me a break, dude. Come on. That is a that that was, that's a great Stop quote. With that. that's Do like, you think... Again, that's like, like the general hospital shit. You know what, right? though? This was probably the beginning of that. That was probably like... Oh, I'm sure they were doing that. But for us, we've seen yeah. it every shitty yeah. thing we've ever oh, seen. So bad. Um, That's but a did, good you, call. did you catch the name that they shouted out the first on the first no. channel? Tom Jones is ragging on his wife. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. That's great call. Tom That's Jones shout out there. That's yeah. more uh, Back to the Future traveling, time traveling stuff. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Another one we'll talk about shortly. The BPC Awards. Let's start. MVP. All the King's Men. Us. Uh, Mercedes McCambridge. I mm. uh, loved, loved it. Loved her performance. Loved the character Sadie. Uh, great job. 
I am in full agreement. I think she was fucking fantastic. And, uh, you know, it was her, between her and Broderick, but I think she did such a great job. Yeah, and I'll even that out with my MVP as Broderick Crawford. Love um, I love a... Uh, I, I, I avoided using him in the same sentence as F. Murray Abraham in this, because I think F. Murray Abraham is one, of, is one of the greatest Best Actor wins of all time. But this is a very strong Best Actor win, and I do like the character-type actor having his moment in the sun, even though he may not get it again, and even if he didn't have it before, but he sure. did have that right, the right role for the right guy at the right time. And, uh, yeah, Broderick Crawford is Willie Stark, my MVP. For this his movie. mannerisms were so good. Yeah, he so was great. The physical acting was so good on this. Yeah, he had to play both both sides of the coin and, and did it well. LVP, Joey, always a, always a, a hot marker here for LVP. So someone really didn't really talk about Grandin Rhodes as Floyd McAvoy. Jack's stepfather. Oh, yeah. Okay, that yes. guy was the... He was... Stepfather. He was fucking terrible. I will he was, say... Uh, just He just annoyed me. There was very much a lack of definition to his performance. Like, but, like, he, didn't, he didn't stand out enough he, to... He did nothing. Acted, yeah, he acted like he was going to say something and then they were going to zoom in on his face. Like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And then he was not good. Us. I went with um, Ann Stanton. Mm-hmm. Really more the yep. character, I think, okay. um, than the performance, although I didn't think the performance was good either, but I, I give it more towards Anne. I think it was underdeveloped. Like I said before, the Jack and Anne relationship was supposed to be very important, and I just didn't feel it. My LVP was, and, and I don't want to put this on the lap of the editor specifically, but it is the editing, uh, how, how the, the transitioning, the overuse of montages, just how this whole thing was paced. I think it... I think it really ruined the, the the value of the movie to me. Like uh, I, you know, we'll get to it in a bit because I don't think this is, I don't think this is among the worst Best Picture winners at all. But I think that this could have been better. And I just, I don't, I don't think it was assembled well. I think it was assembled poorly. And it's gonna go on the lap of the film editor, unfortunately. I'm sure he. I, I, this stuff might be in the script for all I know. I'd say right. shows various ways of, of shows of stupid getting, montage. Yeah, for right. Some reason. Who knows? But uh, to me, I, I think this movie is. As poorly edited of a movie as we've seen on the op- we've talked about maybe movies being a little too long and not having it's enough funny, editing yeah. in it, but this one was yeah this one was just I, I thought it was rushed and, yeah. and weird and yeah that, my uh, editing is, is my only good the which I think we're now going to to brand as the Jack Hawkins participation award because they think he's, I think it's fair he has an unbreakable we've, record at this point. I mean we've all brought him in <laughs> he's in double digits of wins in that now so I think it's officially the, the Jack Hawkins participation award I'll go first I, I went with the judge Raymond okay. Greenleaf thought he he really kind of hung in there and and didn't over overact in a, a role that could have easily been overacted uh, I liked I liked the judge in this one okay I went um Similar reasons for you, just different name. Uh, Tom Stark, John Derrick is Tom Stark. Uh, I, I wanted to get, I thought Bro- putting Broderick Crawford here was a cop out, that's why I didn't do it. I really did think Broderick Crawford was greatness. Um, I don't think that's appropriate to give the main character who won the Academy Award. Just no, other people would do that, but yeah. we, that doesn't happen um, with this trio. So I'm doing yes, I, no, no, no. I, yeah, yeah, I'm doing, do uh, I thought Tom Stark was good. I kind of yeah, wish he had a little bit more. Don't check your bingo card off just yet. I, kinda, I thought he was great. I kind of wish he had a little bit more. I agree. Um, mine, I went with Shepard Strudwick as Adam Stanton, someone we really didn't talk about a lot. Um, okay. Didn't get a lot, but I really liked what he did. It would have been an easy, stupid movie thing for him to blame Jack for the judge's death, but he figured it out. Like he, and then he acted however he did. Whatever I liked him. That's like, a good call. He 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 did he did the the kind of the, the tortured um, yeah. 
uh, uh, collateral damage got yeah. played well. He yeah, was collateral damage. And yep. this is, for me, this is the value of the second watch when we do these things for the podcast. Mm-hmm. When we watch these gotta things two. two times. You have to. Gotta the, do one, right? I was, I was pretty annoyed by his character the first watch time. I just, I just think I was so beaten down by all the, the melodramatic devices okay. they That's used. Fair. The fire escape and the paralysis and the, the suicide in the other room. And now we have like the Ah, uh, main character assassinating a governor, and it's like ugh, I can't. But when uh, my rewatch today, I honed in on that character more, and, and everything you just said, Joe, I agree with. There's there is some anguish to that character. I thought he he portrayed it well, and I ultimately did kind of like that conclusion. Of, what do we think about the end of the movie? We didn't say anything there. Like the, do you like the hard cut to the end yes. there? Do we? I no, actually we liked, liked it. Yeah, that was a. I think it fit with the just oh, jarringness of everything. Yeah. I think it mm. worked with what it... And the character this was based off, Huey Long, that literally happened. A doctor, well, he was... Fearless. We should say loosely based off. Very loosely. But the ending, very much so. Literally, yeah. the uh, political rival who was a doctor, his son killed him. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. So, so that, that part was that, that is not loose. A major death and abrupt was really the only way this was going. And it was good. Yeah, like, it was fine. I did not need that John Ireland speech at the end, though. We need to live on to make his memory last. I wanted like Charlton Heston to deliver that, you know? <laughs> like, come on with this, dude. That should psh, get out of here. That's 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 fair. That's yeah. See the movie. So mine was um, when Willie drinks for the first time, and then after figure out he's been used, then he goes up and gives this first speech. The speech scene when he's sitting on um, the swing. Yeah. Yeah. I from the swing until the speech, I really think is Broderick is going all out. And um, watching Jack and Sadie react to it, I also love it much. I, that's one of my favorite scenes of Jack. That's probably John Ireland's best scene I, in the movie. Mm, yeah. uh, and Sadie's great. I think Sadie's great. We She's in everything. Sadie, right. but, but that's his best John scene. John Ireland's yeah. best like, five minutes of the movie. I agree. For sure. So that's my scene in the movie because I just think everything fits in perfectly me there. Me and Joey are on the same page yeah. tonight. Yeah. Well, until yeah, the right thing um, and, and me and I, uh, Oz, you and I both had the... Uh, Pillsbury. The scene, the Pillsbury scene with the Correct. judge, the resigning, yes. and that. Yeah, if I had to pick like a shot of the movie, I'll pick those bird and landing shots. As you called out before, yeah, those, those are good. Those ferries yeah. coming in, very cool. I love they, that. they did a pretty good job giving that uh, Burton's landing a character. Yeah, like, they did. Giving they did. it. Uh, uh, yes, absolutely. It had its own feeling. Time machine recast. Take anyone, any era, put them into all the king's men. Joe, so. You know, I'm recasting Floyd McAvoy, Jack's stepfather. So I wanted someone with personality who might make you believe they're a human being. Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> okay, yeah. I thought, you know, just because it's, it's two scenes. He's in two scenes. He's just being a cranky old rich guy. I think Christopher Lloyd would do that and actually be a, like funny and charming. I think it would fit as a very quick cameo. I don't want it added to it. I just think it would be perfect for him. Totally works. Totally works. And he's a guy who can play a lead or just a brief exactly. cameo really well. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so I have my eyes on uh, John Ireland. I didn't think he was terrible in this. I did bash him. I didn't think he was terrible. And I have uh, the reporter in him, the uh, uncovering reporter. I have taken like Mark, Peck. Mark Ruffalo out of Spotlight. Oh. Directly out of Spotlight and put him in basically as the main character of this movie as Jack Burton. Wow. I like that. And if I'm not... I think they kind of look alike, too. If I'm... In the ish. Right. Like if you put Enough. if you put Ruffalo in, in forty clothes, suits. yeah, I think <laughs> it works. Suits. Totally checks out. And if I'm not mistaken, I want to say Mark Ruffalo is in the remake. I didn't know that. Let me do true. some double checking here. He is indeed. He is plays he? 
Adam Stanton in the remake. Oh, so shit. So he plays, uh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. See, that makes my pick less creative. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say... Wait, who plays Jack? Uh, we'll, we'll just do the, the remake now, I guess. It's directed by Sean Penn. It's an epic flop. Um, you shouldn't give... Oh, man, I, we've done a good job avoiding, like, politics. So Don't give Sean Penn a political vehicle. <laughs> I agree. 2006, I don't think. Don't do so. it. He's probably a little, a little. Two thousand six is probably so. He's after his win at this point, so he's he's got a lot of juice. But listen to this cast, though: Sean Penn, Jude Law, Kate Winslet, Anthony Hopkins, Mark Ruffalo, Patricia Clarkson, James Gandolfini, Jackie Earl Haley. I mean, we had this. Wow. Is, this is but you know what? I bet they cast. did. I bet they made it very clear what side of the political uh, aisle everyone was I, on. I don't know. Neither yeah. do I. I don't know. But I'm sure this was uh, heavy-handed yeah. as fuck. And with Sean Penn, let's not have Sean Penn do political stuff. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I, uh, so who are you asking who played what role? Jack. Jack is who, who the stepdad? Jack Ireland. Uh, no, John Ireland. Jack Burden. Oh, Jack oh, Jack Burden was uh, Jude Law. That's pretty good. I like that. That's actually really, really good. good. The yeah. judge is Anthony Hopkins. Wow. Yep. That's Man. really good. Wow, if you put a good director who doesn't have, who yeah. isn't wildly biased in a say, douche. Let's recast Sean yeah. Penn. <laughs> also, right. Sean Penn's also directing himself. Oh, I'm so, you know, I'm, I misspoke. Sean, Sean Penn does not direct. I'm sorry. The director is Steven Zalian. Okay, so it's, it's a little, but it's a little a little more hands-off Sean Penn. I thought he I thought he directed this thing, too. Okay, uh, Anne Stanton is played by Kate Winslet, which is like, wow! You can't, you, you can't sign a higher free agent than I that. Mean, I mean, that's fucking perfect. Yeah. Holy shit. Patricia Clarkson does the Sadie Burke role. Wow. Mark Ruffalo's out of sin. Uh, James Gandolfini plays Tiny Duffy. Ha! <laughs> <That's laughs> this is a, unbelievable. He does a horrific southern accent. Though. <laughs> <laughs> really, I, watched the, I watched the trailer. Did you? It. I think the trailer didn't See, look this that is, bad. This is the danger of a superstar cast. Is It's just kind of like a paycheck for yeah. some of them. Well, yeah. that's, that's yeah, good. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. So that's so there's the, we, we spent a little bit of time in the remake there. My... Recast and and this kind of goes us into yours, like you said. Like it's not that I didn't like this person's performance, but you know, as I said before, it's one of those like I don't. We need to bring in a player here. Uh, we need some star power. Doesn't really matter who comes out, but someone's got to come out. So I'm taking out uh, John Derrick in the Tom Stark role. Okay, yeah. Right. So okay, Stark's son. Yeah. And we're gonna bring in star power. So I figured, you know, the era's not quite there, but why not bring in? One of the greatest stars of all time, one of the biggest stars of all time. So I'm putting in the young Elvis Presley in oh. the in the role of, of Tom Stark. He looks like him. Yeah, he's got the Elvis look. I, I think you know Elvis would definitely be making some choices here with this with this one. I think I'd be fine with him being paralyzed. Uh, we're not just on an Elvis guy, oh boy. Like put it on the angry uh, <laughs> hater music list at the BBC. <laughs> right, the, Elvis is the just, BBC Elvis just, just made the list. Elvis has two good songs, that's it. <laughs> Elvis just made the list. <laughs> what? Elvis has two good songs? That's it. And I'm oh, being friendly. Bad. Oh my oh, god. The BBC bad. music get off my lawn segment. So we have a Elvis Jeez. podcast to do, we have a Breaking Bad podcast. <laughs> oh we have a lot of podcasts. Elvis has two good songs. What are the two good songs? Suspicious Minds is fantastic. Well, that's, yeah, that's, and can't help falling in love with you. Oh, no. You don't like Jailhouse Rock, huh? No, not really. It's fine. Heartbreak Hotel? It's lazy. Uh, we don't need to do this right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, lazy. So, Love Me Tender is... Love Me Tender is... <laughs> <laughs> Love Me Tender is Elvis' first movie in 1956. So, his, 
he wouldn't have his first move until seven years later. So we would need to use a little bit of a time machine, a little a, a yeah. But, he, but he's young. He's a little bit older by the time he's in the movies, right? Because he had so like if True. age yeah, wise, so it probably works really good. You get ahead of the curve, and it's, it's not. It's not. Too heavy of a role where it's not demanding. He like, but like he has his first album that's a hit, and they throw him in this in 1949. Like, probably isn't crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. That, that's that's you, you, and outside the box. You did so. the recast without the time machine, so that's yeah, always yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's impressive. That never happens. Yeah. So good job. <laughs> not with the older ones. No. Okay. Just put Humpy um, Brogard in everything. Okay, so we added a couple of, of, of new ones here for this season and new awards, and and one is. The cutting room floor, where we can take one scene or segment out of the movie to make this thing a little shorter. Kind of a weird one in this one, because I, I think we all agree that this movie could possibly be, be a little longer, but that's not to say that there are certain scenes that, that could or should come out. My answers are going to be a little indirect, but Joey, what did you have for this one? I, I actually really struggled with this, because everything I focused on wanted to be longer, but um, some of the montages. takes They cut the montages. Agreed. That's, that's where I fell out, which... Um, the after the drunk kick speech where that montage I like otherwise cut him out cut out the newsreels tell a fucking story are we keeping the Burt Bacharach uh, love mantra mo- montage in the beginning cut it make us make <laughs> us learn the make tell us a story tell these relationships we get another scene of tennis in best picture winners we do they they add to Annie them. Hall and to the and this tennis scenes I I wish I had something different other than cutting you know cut some of these montages out. Yeah, or or I don't know if this is cheating on the category. Transform a montage into a couple scenes. That's kind of what. You know? Yeah, I agree with you. These montages just don't tell stories. Don't They're not telling they stories. All don't belong. <sighs> I, I, these football scenes kill me, guys. I, I know. I know. I, mean, I as I totally agree. Like there is something to be excited for there, and be like, oh. And I should have said this in the nitpick zone too, and I didn't. So I'll just thrust myself right back. You're into in charge. The, You're into the universe here. Do we name highways and stadiums after current politicians? I think that's right. Went to show his ego. I understand they were doing, uh, they were using a yeah. metaphor there, and and that it was its symbolism for he used all these structures as a way to get power, and now that he has power, it's the structures and the name. And the, I, I get it, but it's like I am actually genuinely asking a question right now. Would a would an active politician name a stadium? I know I realize like maybe Ted Turner named this, but he's the owner. Like Trump wouldn't name it if people wanted would let him. Come on. Oh, you did the T word. Yeah. Well, you you teed me up. I tried to ignore it. <laughs> we made it for we three did, hours, and you did. I fucking got teed up. <laughs> I think the montage is 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 that's a great answer. I mean, you could definitely pluck out multiple ones of those. I want that scene at the end of. The monologue at the end. That's we, fair. We need to live to make his memory. Ah, he did assassinate but a I government official. I re- like, like we don't need to make we don't need to make assassins' Agreed. memories live on. Like, what, like but he's, he's a murderer. Sure, yeah. but no, he's a murderer of a public <laughs> no official. But. There's no, no but. There. No <laughs> that but can be filed. No but. And then the other new segment we added here is we have the Oscars that this movie was nominated for. Seven of them here in this case. We get to pick one that, if it were only to win one along Best Picture, this is the one we'd give it. And we get to pick one, if it were to win six out of the seven, which one do we not want it to win? Let's start with what we don't want it to win. For me, it's easy. It's film editing. 100% I think this is one of the most bizarre film editing nominees that there is. We talked about film editing omissions before. Yes. This is insane. And that's usually, I think, the biggest, like, what the fucks, these omissions... 
This getting nominated is absurd. This is bad. I mean, I think like Chariots of Fire might have been the other one where we were scrapping mm-hmm. our heads a bit. Um, I wanted to not all be on the same page, but I just don't think there's another answer. I got so so it, I, for me, it is film editing, and for behind the scenes BPC, you guys, the the BPC court just kind of like gave me a review as to what film editing really means, which was very okay. helpful. So I agree that there's film editing, but there is a scenario. If I was more familiar with the source material, that screenplay could become the 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 one that gets bounced. Wow, something really? Something. Can you explain that? If that source material is just way better than what oh, they put okay. on screen, then like, is the screenplay really worthy? Mm. You know. And then we switching about, the perspective. We talked about the perspective switch. Okay. The screenplay did that, not the right. editing, right? That's a good point. Okay. Interesting. But, but we haven't read the book, so given that's where we're at now, so that kind of answers my next question from you, at least, Oz. But I'll ask this just to make this a little more interesting. In a world that should be our world, where this wasn't nominated for film editing, <laughs> and it was only up for six awards, which is the next one, Joe? So I actually don't feel, I don't feel great about this, but I think the next one is John Ireland. Me too. That's mine as well. Yeah, but well, again, I'm well, screenplay, screenplay, right. screech, yeah. that's, speech. I just don't. Yeah. I don't really know. I, I don't know. I think yeah. that is a much more difficult question because I think these are actually all otherwise really. Good. I thought this was very easy. I think these other ones are all good nominees. I agree, yeah. but John, I think it's fine. I think it it's like one A, one B. I think John Ireland is the last one. I can't disagree with that. I can't disagree yeah. with that. Because screenplay was almost my answer for the next question as to if oh, it's really? one yeah. along with it. Because I do really like how the word on the page is tied in. It isn't my answer. The dialogue is... Yeah. I think the dialogue's good in this movie. And I, I maybe I don't disagree with that. It's tough. This is a tough yeah. one. Yeah. But uh, if it were only to win one along with Best Picture, yeah. us. Um, uh, supporting Actress. Screenplay was my backup for this. If we asked this a second time, screenplay was my second. You know, I'm going to backpedal a little because I missed this one. You guys went for John Ireland as the one. I'm going to go with the director. Okay. I, okay. I think the director could be omitted from yeah. this. I, I don't think the direction is great in this. In fact, I think he's producer, writer, director. I think he, this movie's better served if Robert Rosen takes a step back and mm-hmm. gives this to another director. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think this movie, directed by a John Ford, directed by a William Wyler, I think even a Mankiewicz, I think we have mm-hmm. a, a much stronger film. So that's funny if you say it's John Ford because if it's John Ford, this is a two and forty minute movie. Yeah, right? two hour forty minutes. Two and a half at least. And it's you're in it. Yeah. Right. But you know, could be good, could see, be everything we're complaining about, you're seeing for better or worse. Or it could be yeah, terrible. true. And it's very. But there could be. There is a worse. I agree with yeah. you. My but week would have been. It. My week would have been worse if this is two hours and forty minutes. <laughs> I'll tell you that right. Yeah, but if it was John Ford, you would have like you yeah, would have I would been be. obsessed with it ten, five, right. ten years. Ranking ago. it over uh, Deer yeah. Hunter. <laughs> 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 I guess we'll get there in a little bit. Right? We got we got some forward to do. Uh, yeah, so I'll I'll say director for Rose was the one that I'd pass if film editing's not there. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with my MVP, Broderick Crawford, yeah. is the winner here. I think yeah, that, that's fine. That, that's, that's great. I love that. In the in the. In the Oscars lexicon, I think that's what I like about this movie is that best actor win where I can kind of kick that around. Absolutely. I love that. But uh, Mercedes McCambridge is awesome in this film, too. Okay. Last thing before we we move on to the second section of this 1 to 92s. Where does a movie like this come in in the 1 to 92s? So, You Can't Take It With You was our last episode, and I said that that falls somewhere in the 70s, like late 70s. I have to rank it off that. 
Um, you know, not to spoil future episodes, but because of that, I think this probably is, I'm going to say between 60 to 65. Okay. Okay. Based off my, based off you can't take it with you and what, the fact that I've forgotten that movie already. (laughs) Yeah, this isn't, uh, this isn't in the back, the, the, the very, very back end. Joe, I agree with you. I think it's in the in the '60s, depending on how this plays out. It might it might hit '70, but I think mm-hmm. I, I think I think we're in the like the yeah. '60. I think we're '65. We've seen 70. enough of these movies. This is our 49th movie. We've seen enough of these where yeah. we could say it is. So we have to. I take it as I think all you know the 47 is the half at this point, sure. right? All 47 of those movies are going to be really good, right? The yeah. Thing, uh, it, it's not really good. Um, I think the back fifteen are not so good. It's right. not not so good. So I, I, I got it sixties. Yeah, that's stuff. that's pretty much where I'm gonna be at with it. I think that when we started this podcast, like we confused like a mid level best picture winner with for number forty five. No, <laughs> like, no, 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 right. no, like number forty five is. Are, a- yeah, most of them are strong. A, yeah. a mid-level Best Picture winner is more to the 25, yes. back 25 percentile. Yeah. So, so, Joey, you mentioned last week's episode. I'm going to tie this in a bit with that because I said last week, this is going to be in that bracket of movies right after all the ones I don't like. Like, right. I don't mind this movie. I really, I really don't mind this movie. I don't mind you can't take it with you. I might even have this one up a little higher because I feel like it takes a little, a little more risk than, than you can't take it with you does. Well, I guess there'll be another day where we can talk about right. that. And as you said, the number 15, that's probably, I think I said that number less, and it's probably about 15 real bad ones. Or whatever that group is, this is going to be in that next year of, they're just fine, okay, best picture winners. I don't hate them, I don't love them, they're just kind of in that mix. It's in that mix, so if that's the 70s or so, that's probably where it will be. So no cop-outs today, what would you like better, this or you can't take it with you? Go. I think that ultimately, in a, in a rankings world... Yeah. I'll probably have this one right there. This I already okay. said that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. I just think too. it takes. I, think so, I just think it takes more chances. Yeah. I, I, I think that. I think it's you can take it with you. Had a little more like charm almost. To well, you have Jimmy Stewart running around. Yeah. He's yeah. the yeah. most charming man it's in the world. It's just very safe. It's yeah. just a very safe. Yeah. This we've said it so many times. The premise of yeah. this is so yeah. strong and kind of clever. Oh, we're gonna come back to the word premise and the ranking. Yes, I love this. Okay, allegories. I'll beat up on the killer bees. All right. Okay, so before we get into the rankings revisited section, Woo! I think we do we we kept this under a nice uh, nice little time frame here. I like yeah, I like what we're doing here. Recommends for all the king's men. I forgot the title already. For, <laughs> for all the king's men, if you just watch all the king's men, where do you go next? Whether it's a palate cleanser, whether we want to enhance it, whether you just want to watch the Sean Penn version, mm. I don't know what it is. But uh, Joe, you seem excited. Let's 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 get it going. So usually when I do these, I try to find a connection um, of. Oh, this is what I thought about. So this is what this is literally the movie I watched right after. Oh, and cool. I, okay. yeah, I literally did this. Um, I just wanted something fun, oh. ridiculous. Um, I went with Kingsman: The Secret Service. Oh, uh, cool! I like it. Yeah. I really like that movie. Not and good. afterward, like I like this great movie. movie too. Yeah. After I just wanted something fun and violent, so I was like, you know what, Kingsman, and I went and found it, and I had a great time with it, and it really worked with it. The stupid heavy-handedness of the name isn't lost on me, so you can make fun of me. But uh, no, that's, it fucking works. That's a connection. That's great. For Oz, me. I know you're particularly yeah. excited. I feel about, like you have to go last. Yours. So I'll, go last. Go I'll, last. Go, I'll go last. So I'm gonna. I'll go next. Mine is. Um, I feel like mine's a little bit of a cop out, but I want to do something a little different. Love and it. I just couldn't 
shake this from my head. Uh, I think I've even said on the podcast before, it's my favorite season of television in the history of, of TV. We've already done a ton of talking about Breaking Bad, but this isn't, this isn't Breaking Bad. Season three of The Wire. Uh, and yet, yes. You know, there's so many Carcetti Hell vibes. Yes. Carcetti, baby. So many Carcetti vibes in this movie. Hamsterdam, you know, making yeah. decisions, doing something for what's quote-unquote the greater good, but who are you to decide what the greater good is? And I feel like that might even be a line in, in it. But And then you have, you know, Stringer with the delving through the politics of the... And it is the season that focuses in on politics. I think you could cold turkey watch that season without seeing the first two. You, I wouldn't watch, recommend just it. Just watch them. them. I know, but the problem is that... Joey's never two, seen them. Two becomes a journey. Or oh, not a wire guy, Joe. So you never see Joey's a movie guy. He's not a TV guy. The Wire and Sopranos are a bunch Well, you know what, though? For so long, I got to say I never saw The Godfather. Now I lost that, so I have to hold on to something that pisses me off. But that's The Sopranos for you, though. Why do you have to put The Wire in The Wire is a very annoys people. Sopranos, Breaking Bad, and Wire, and Lost. Yeah. So you're just not a TV guy. Not as much as... I'm like like sitcoms, but like prestige TV, I always go more movies. So I wonder if you could just go into the... Season three of The Wire and, and do it. I think you could. That's why I made it. I ultimately said you could. That's why it's my, my recommendation. Actually, that's a cool recommendation. Yeah, just, uh, it's, it's an isolated I season. I will say three. that I thought really long and hard about uh, Carcetti, uh, mm. Aiden Gillen. Yep. As uh, Willie Stark. As the recast. I, 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 I Character actor, too. Because, you know, I, I know you're moderately familiar with Game of Thrones. He played the bullshit yeah. little finger uh, politician. Well aware of the character. And it, yeah. I mean, you had to like him in yeah, that, too. I don't, I don't know that he could do... I think Willie Stark, you need more of a That's why I didn't do it. Yeah. I agree with you. He, yeah. didn't, he didn't look like... He if didn't you're describing have as a demigod, he, he has to be. Yeah, yeah. he's got to have a little more... Yeah, he was, he's too character. sneaky, but that, I, I thought about it. I did think about it. And yeah. That's, yeah, season three of The Wire is just... Cool. Uh, yeah, it's a it's, masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. It's a great. It's the greatest season. Masterpiece. I'm not seeing it, but I love that you took a season out of a uh, like a yeah. series of a show. I think it's very. I'd almost would like Joey R to just watch that season and, see, and get his reaction. Oh, I'm yeah. sure it's amazing. Yeah. It's it's probably better if you have the groundwork of the characters, but I think yeah. it still works if you don't. Dude, but anyway, so season four. But all right, anyway. us. You're all right. right, we got a movie. We have a political race in a small town. We have a really narcissistic candidate. We have like some unique methods of uh, trying to get her uh, uh, not elected. We have some corruption. We have a recount going on. We have a firing or an impeachment. We have the 1999 classic featuring Chris Klein, Reese Witherspoon, Matthew Broderick. We have election. Wow. Fucking Greg Wins. That's amazing. Is, is election... That's direct. Is that directed by? That's not. Is that Alexander Payne? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Alexander, Alexander Payne. Payne. Yeah. Oh, I thought you. I thought you were going to say. Uh, is this a Wes Anderson? No, no. It's Alexander Payne. Yeah, I've never seen that one. Reese Witherspoon. Oh, Reese Witherspoon is Tracy Flick. Is, Tracy Flick is mm-hmm. fucking fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I love Alexander Payne too, and that's a blind spot for me. So I'm. Wow. wow. Okay, this is a big one. It's yeah. a. I saw that at Levittown Lowe's because I just wanted to go to the movies and nothing was on, and I went back the next day. So I have a couple of like uh, uh, yearly rewatches. The Scream series for Halloween is, is one of mine, um, but Election Day, Election is an amazing watch. <laughs> watch Election every election. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's unbelievable. Awesome. I, that, I love that yeah, so much. It's amazing. Wow. It's a, oh, all right, Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. <laughs> Matthew Broderick in the scene where he's driving out of the school parking lot and you see his car for the first time is just like all. Time I'm, I'm surprised you ever seen. I mean, no, you know. and I love Alexander Payne, so yeah. that's yeah. that's great. Honestly, 
Well done. I, I see why you're Thank so you. proud of it. Okay, guys. Now we'll do the other nominees at the end if anyone's clamoring for that. Zeta Short might be. We are now moving into our little second section here, our little mini-series, our BPC mini-series for every season. Kind of, we do it early midway, like early early quarter, quarterly, where we revisit the rankings from the previous season. So we should say now to the listener, if you haven't checked out our season three rankings episode. What are you, doing? you don't have to. What are you doing? Of course, you it's one of our highest. No, that's a great. It's like our. Yeah. That's our best gimmick. And, and one of our highest downloaded yeah. episodes so far. So many people have. But if you haven't, you shouldn't need it. Oh, we're, we're filling up on our Jeffersons here too. Got to get that done because this is going to be. This is going to get a little potentially. A little we're just going to talk shit about Grant for the next hour. <laughs> If you haven't checked that episode out, you might want to check it out before this, or you might not. You might want to just get into this and then check it out. I guess we'll talk about those rings, but I mean, things. But this is an open conversation, an ongoing conversation. The whole goal of this podcast at the end is to get some sort of definitive ranking, and this is part of the process. Right. When I talk, when people, you know, on Twitter or wherever, kind of interact with me, our rankings episodes are the most question thing I get about our yeah, dynamics. I mean, it's the most accessible. To yeah, people. I think. But you know, as we do it, we come up with. A, a composite ranking of all our rankings. So, you know, we're putting this together as we go, and I think that's where you really see our dynamics. So if you're listening to all these movie episodes, I really would ask you to listen to our rankings episode, because that's where you really see the... Agreed. That's where yeah. you really see where we're all coming from and how we all interact with each other. Yeah, and I gotta say, too, if you, if you dug this episode... Go check out our Cavalcade yeah. episode. Go check out our Grand Hotel episode. It's the same thing. It's the three of us doing the same thing. We talk about a movie, and now we go into our ranking. So... Let's start. Now, what we're doing here is you'll get a feel for our ranking format. We go for the highest one ranked. Oz, you have your ranking. So yes. your role is you're, you're kind of like our in-house yeah. like attorney who's coming to like cross-examine us. Cross yes. You'll have, you, you'll, you'll come at me and Joey for ours. You'll come at Artie and Grant and Chris who aren't even here to defend themselves, which is one of the most wonderful things that we do. <laughs> and you're going to come at us with your rankings and then you'll question what we did on our ranking episode. Mm -hmm. I will be responsible for reading off the IMDb rankings. So we put them in order of... What the, the people like. What the people like, right. So The, the clowns who IMDb. vote on IMDb. Right. They're the fucking <laughs> the, Yelp dorks of movies. The quick the quick finger-clicking Christopher Nolan. The what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? What do they like? What have you done for me lately? Which is fake. That's a, that's a body of voter yeah, yeah, out right. there. Apparently, they're... Will, hey, listen, Willie Stark needed to, needed to get their vote to, get, to take power. <laughs> And Joey, you will be manning the BPC composite rankings, which is all of our rankings together. I love so that. that's the voice of the co-host here. Which you're you have the mathematics to figure out, you come up with systems here, you printed out these sheets for us where you're just, just you're trust the, the process. Yes. Just Joey trust the process. Is the Don't worry, I promise it's legit. I have all the math. No, I, I have yeah. no doubt. Joey is our in-house statistician, he's got all this stuff. Uh, handled and figured out. So we start with 15, we go down to one. Oz, I guess we'll start with your 15 here. Now, I want to say, just as a preface, this a little bit. Personally speaking, season three was the easiest season to rank for me. I, I, I did it very quickly, very deliberately. I only second guess maybe one or two things. I am very confident in my rank. There's only one particular one that I can even see myself flip flopping on, but I feel pretty good about it. I think season three, the most of anything we've done so far, we're halfway through all these, is there is a very clear end, there's a clear beginning, there's a clear middle. So, you know, there's going to be some movement, I think, in those. I agree with you. Like, I do this running as we go, and then I rewatch kind of questions. I Where season two, I agonized. I just, I don't think I slept yeah, season for the two week. Was hard. 
I didn't so. sleep for the week before. Yeah. <laughs> to rewatch everything. That's well. Oz. Yeah. Ranking season three compared to the other two. Listening to us rank them, what was the, what was the process? I, I think that there are certainly um, three levels of this season. The yeah. back end, the front end, and the middle that are pretty easy. But within those, I don't I didn't think it was that easy within, mm. the, within the three levels. Did, Breaking them up was, was easy. Did you find yourself a little more or a little less frustrated listening to us rank them this time than, than the first two times? Um, equally. Equally, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so Oz, let's start with, we'll go, uh, we'll go, Oz, Fuck we'll IMDb. start, then I'll go IMDb in the club. Oz, you're number 15. Uh, Chariots of Fire. Chariots of Fire as your 15. Yeah. IMDb is going to disagree. IMDb has, at 15, Thomas Jones. Okay. I personally agree with the Chariots of Fire, but um, we, our composite is Tom Jones. Is okay. Tom Some Jones. People, okay, yes. so... You have Tom Jones higher. The others have Charity Fire higher. Oz, you're number 14. Uh, Gigi. Oz has Gigi 14. We know about Oz's allergy to musicals, so that's that's yeah. going to be in the mix there. IMDb has Gigi higher. Number 14 for IMDb is Around the World in 80 Days. Our composite 14, I think I know the answer there. Charity to Fire. Charity to Fire. Okay, so IMDb does have that higher, so we are yeah. going to wait. The people want to wait. Yeah, they really like a song. This is why we they can't trust do. IMDb. Vangelis. Some of the 13. 13. Oh, it's hard. It gets a little interesting. I have Green Book at 13. Oz has Green Book at 13. All right, so we have, we have some disparity here. I like this. IMDb's 13 is, in fact, leaning toward the Oz faction here is Gigi. Yeah. As, as 13. Um, 13 for the composite is Around the World in 80 Days. Okay, which Oz has higher. Yep. So, we so we're waiting on that. Yet. So we're three movies in. We're this is awesome. awesome. This, is why, this is why we got to love the rankings. We have to reevaluate these things. Yes. So now we're up to 12 already here. Oz, you're number 12. Uh, Tom Jones. Your 12 is Tom Jones. And that is the highest that's that anyone has Tom Jones. Ever. Okay, yes. Man. So, all right, so Oz, you have... Tom Jones at 12. I'm actually yeah. very blown away by that because yeah. me and you have spoken about Tom Jones the episode. I'd really love to hear you. IMDb has it at 15. Our composite has it at 15. Yeah. Oz, just read your 15, 14, and 13 again. Chariots of uh, Fire, at Gigi, and Green Book. Okay, so you have Tom Jones ahead of Green Book. I so, for clarity, the out of us, the R5 on the rankings episode, the highest it was was 14. Okay. Okay. Oh. All right. So let's. Uh, yeah, we all had those the same. Fifteen five. to fourteen. Okay. So let's let's. I'll let you kind of have the floor. Yeah, talk, about, talk about Tom Jones and talk about our our okay. discussion of it. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So um, I'm I'm not going to massacre Green Book now because we'll do that later. We'll time. get to Green Book. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm that's, that's with part, you. This is this is more of what's behind it than where it, okay. where it stands. And I hate to do that. Like. Uh, although I think I'm doing it a little differently. Usually it's like, oh, because of the things ahead of it. I'm You're doing the opposite thing, it. yeah. Um, I, uh, I found Tom Jones um, is going to be very lowly ranked in the overall of this. This got lucky in the season as far as where it's going to be. This mm. is like the only collection of movies where it's going to be as high as 12. Like, I, I don't... It's kind like, of my exact feelings about Around the World. I don't like or love this movie. Um, I found enough in this to find it... Funny. It's pretty funny. Entertaining. We should mention you were on the episode. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhat charming. Yeah, there's some significant issues in this movie. All I agree with. Um, <laughs> the, no, I agree with all the issues, but there's enough here where, um, look, there's there's 15 movies in this season. 
13 of them I would say you should watch if you're a movie lover. Tom Jones is one of them because I think it does enough. There's enough, um, uh, I think I said it in the season, I don't think it's there's movies today that are directly impacted by this movie. But there were movies 20 years ago that were directly impacted by Tom, comedy movies that were directly impacted okay. by Tom Jones that are now, it's like the grandfather of, of, hmm. of, the, of the, the comedy okay. with some of those scenes. You know, it's funny, you said 13 movies. Um... You know, on the rankings episode, I said, Kieran, me and you agreed that there's 11 movies out of these that everybody should watch. Yeah. There's there's 10 movies that I think are... are, are Not disagreeing. Your number's 10. 10 is really we're, good. I think, like, Artie was 8 and Grant was 9. We were 11. Yeah, we, yeah. and we were uh, 11, yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Nice I, 10. Our, our criticism of Tom Jones, do you feel we were unfair? Where do you feel yeah, we were Yeah, do you think unfair? we were too harsh? I mean, we all had it at it was, 15, so you do think we were a little harsh. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see how... Uh, like chariots is more watchable than this movie. Oh, chariots really is the know. least fun thing. Well, you, you, I had chariots. You had chariots at fifteen. Me and Grant so. had chariots at and fifteen. I mean, there are there are, we're going to get to there are fatal, fatal flaws of Green Book, and then Gigi. I think we have just like preference issues, to be honest. You know, yeah. the 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 Gigi is discussion. I think is going to be the hardest discussion. Yeah, the yeah, three yeah. of us. That, have. That's more preference, but, right? But Tom Jones made me laugh. That is why my entire yeah. argument for over chariots of fire were. It made me laugh. But even... So, for me, I went Chariots Fire, Tom Jones, because the next movie over it is Around the World in 80 Days, because I just think everything over it did something meaningful or important or something to the world of movies other than it's kind of funny and had a sword scene I didn't hate. That's where I disagree. I think, I think that the, the sarcasm um, of the movie, the use of, of the, the sexual innuendos in fucking 1960... Sure. Was a kind of a decent vehicle for the for the American pies of the world. I think we're having a bit of an inverted conversation that we're going to have with Probably. Gigi. Yeah. Because I, I can't argue with that. No. I just have such an allergy to the movie. Like I just sure. I can't yeah. I can't with this movie. I just can't. It doesn't. It's I hard to be the high man on a movie. You yeah. said you laughed, Joey. I don't laugh. I don't. Smile. No, I kind of laughed. I kind of. Like, I think about all the other things I could be doing while I'm watching this movie. Like I I I I, I, ugh, I can't with it. So I, I I've spoken about it on so, two different episodes. I don't, I don't need to bear it anymore. You know, I know some people like it. I don't want to think that the 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 eating scene is better. Than anything done in the three movies. Behind. Well, it's so not. Gigi? It's not better than the opening sequence of Chariots of Fire. That's not. Whoa. That that song okay. into them slow motion okay. running is okay. iconic. The, like, uh, I, again, it, that's just for me. Uh, Tom Jones stuffing his face with a chicken wing is not iconic. I mean, what? it is in the terms of the movie. It's the most. The known whis- thing of it, but. whisper singing in Gigi is way better than anything in Tom oh, Jones. We'll get to that. But I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, but, but I, that's what I, I said. I, I so, think <laughs> because we're talking about our first movie, realizing there's so many other movies to talk to, maybe we'll it's hard. leave it here. That's hard. We'll, yeah, yeah. we'll come back to Tom Jones right, in context. Yeah. So here. 12 for IMDb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hate being the high end. You did it. You chose. You, you knew you would be coming into this. You, yeah. you, you walked no, right I didn't into do it. the math. I'm a dork. Okay. <laughs> that's my job. <laughs> you, you knew you had a higher than us. Okay, we're going to get right into the next combo here. Number 12 on IMDb is Chariots of Fire. And that is the highest. That that's the appears. highest. Yeah. And again, that's it's going to be high on IMDb because of recognition. It's People the least fun movie. It, just, yeah. That's why IMDb sucks. That shouldn't so be anywhere near the top. Both of you guys had this 15? at 15. Yeah. Okay. I had it at 14. So there's not a ton to argue here. No. I'm not going to argue in behalf of... IMDb. Yeah, I'm sorry. We, I, I get You're in a tough there. spot well, with the IMDb well, list. Just, well, let's, just listen. Hey, he doesn't have to Chariots of Fire is no, 12. No, but if he's just reading it, it sounds like he might have to. Yeah, Chariots of Fire is 12. I mean, 
Gigi around the world, Tom Jones. There's a lot of it. It's a little more well known than some of those, and that's it. But so there's no. We don't need to discuss the IMDb end of it. If I put a little defensive chart, just I had charts part fourteen. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's going to yeah, be yeah, it's yeah. very very low on my overall yeah. standings. I just I find to there's just a little bit more tangible relevance of it to me than there is in Tom Jones. I, I just, Tom Jones is just is this superfluous fucking thing that I don't understand why it won Best Picture. I don't get it. Sure. It, it doesn't make me smile. doesn't make me happy. It makes me agitated. I spent my time with it doing an entire podcast on it. <laughs> We're going to have to talk about it a couple more times in the rankings episodes. When this whole thing is done, my life and Tom Jones are done too. Like I'm, I'm done with Tom Jones. That's fair. Like, yeah. that's, but that's just, again, that's you, just me. That's it. You know what? For me, overall, all the episodes I've done, probably the easiest criticism of me is I'm real. I, you know, I want to like every movie. Yes. Right. So Joey strives. Yeah, you do. I yeah. want to like. Like Joey watches movie like the the score of of, of Chariots of Fire is behind him. He tries. Yeah, to yeah, like, yeah. 100%. That's, true. 100%. <laughs> that's great. No, but that's a fact. And every, I think the first like the first like. They had 20 movies we watched you genuinely like because you didn't watch uh, Broadway Melody until later. later and even yeah. that he still defends yeah, it does. but I want to if I am spending this much time I want to find the good in it I want to watch it again I fucking love movies we talked about it earlier I will watch my wife always makes fun of me that in like the middle of the day I'll throw on in, like an intense movie like I want to watch movies I spend a lot of time watching movies and I will always try to find the good. I understand that I could be criticized for that, and I accept that, because I want to find the good. Chariots of Fire is the least fun I've ever had watching a movie in my <laughs> fucking life. I fucking hate it. Yeah. And at least Tom Jones. I don't disagree with any criticism of it, but at least I sort of enjoyed my time doing it. Chariots of Fire, after the opening scene, I'm miserable. And out of every movie... So at this point, I think I've seen almost, almost 80 of these movies... I will never watch Chariots of Fire again. I will watch every one of these movies again before it. Chariots of Fire, it, it sucks the joy out of the goddamn world. <laughs> it's so funny how he processed some of these lower ranked the movies. You hit the word. If there was one word that I could describe Chariots of Fire, it's joyless. Wow. Joyless. And Kieran, I agree with you. This score, I, I don't agree, I don't disagree with your, um, your, your reasoning as far as putting Charles Fire 14 and Tom Jones 15. Mm -hmm. I don't. Um, the, the score is beautiful. It yes, really is yeah. a beautiful score. Um, but everything else about the movie is so joyless. It's so gray. It's so disgusting. Mozart could do the fucking score, and it would right. still be 15 yeah. out of 15. Okay. I've seen 64. I just check out my letterbox. I've seen 64 of these. <laughs> it's number 64. Because wow. I cannot... Think of a scenario where I watch this movie again. Right, I agree. And, wow. and I can't think of a scenario that I tell someone to watch this movie unless they're trying to watch every. Best oh yeah, that's movie. different. Otherwise, I, listen, we are nothing. we're about a month away from recording our forty-five. Spoiler alert: there's, This is forty-five. There, Sadly, I can think of a scenario where I rewatch any of these movies, and that's 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 a me problem, I think. Um, <laughs> I, I we did get one question on the rankings portion of this, and I have to put it out here. It is cool. from Mike from Cinemas, who is on our fantastic. We love Mike. We love Mike. We love Mike. Who did the right thing and moved Chariots of Fire to the bottom of their season me. three rankings? The, the man is Oz. He did me. it, and there he is. Yes, me. So there, there you it's go. the right move. This movie sucks. And you know what? I have so much trouble like I, remembering the name of this movie. This is a pretty... This has nothing to do with the bottom. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's odd. Yeah. I keep trying to call Blades of Glory the Will Ferrell, um, the yeah. Will Ferrell skating movie. Yep. 
Yep, that's yeah. it. I, Ten I, times better than this. Way better. So much fun. <laughs> it's so funny how we process some of these bottom tier movies because we, we have like kind of like a, a little bit of a, a larger Twitter group chat with Joey, me, you, yeah. Grant, and, and Mike, and, and Adam are both in there. And it's like Adam is kind of on the higher end of Chariot to Fire, and Mike is with you. Joe, he is just like Chariots of Fire is is there's no excuse for Chariots of Fire. It's, it's, like, that's, it's, yeah. That group chat makes me laugh endlessly because we're all over the place and like you yeah. can really see how people discuss things and like, of the pod. Yeah. Yeah. The composite twelve. Yeah, IMDB had Chariots of Fire twelve, composite twelve, Joe. Gigi. So that's the highest uh so we yeah. as as a podcast had it. As the high, had a higher than IMDb, yeah. you had it at 13, and Oz, you had it at 14. Yeah. So, okay. All right, so, Leslie Karen. Oh, Joey's going right into I'm going right into it. We're going the highest. Leslie Karen is fantastic. Okay, sure. The Whisper Singing is excellent. No. Kieran has spoken wonderfully about the old creep and what he represents. And I, I, I'm very on board with Kieran as mm-hmm. on the rankings. So that's, you know. You want to throw in the costume design, which is elite. Um, Elite costume design, um, wonderful um, cinematography, right. some authentic filming in yep. France. Not all of it, but some of it. But you, the use of space where each room, the you know, um, Gigi's house is red. This house is the, like they they make each place mean something. The movie is so important. The movie is kaleidoscopically beautiful. Beautiful, okay. beautiful. Us. Okay. Let's talk premise. Okay. So I'm not a big, uh, I'm not like, hey, shut this movie down, boot it out, let's never talk about it again kind of person. That's, that's not who I am. However, if we're going to rank, you goddamn right I'm allowed to talk about the premise. 100%. And the premise is fucking terrible, and you guys gave it so, you guys talked about this movie like it was made in fucking, not 1858, not 1758, not 1650, you made it sound like it was in 58. That's how you guys fucking discuss this movie. Like, this premise was in... This is 1958. And we're talking about the most famous song is Thank God for Little Girls. Fuck that. You want to... No, 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 no. My turn. You want to talk about fucking ranking? You want to talk about ranking? This premise fucking sucks. And I'm, I'm not looking to delete this movie. I'm not looking to take it out. But this thing's going to be on the back end. I don't care what it does. This premise is fucking terrible. All right. So terrible. Uh, and it's not smart. And it's not an attempt at smart. So, as much as Crash gets a lot of shit, which I agree with... This is a better movie than Crash. Okay, okay, whatever. But Crash at least tried to make an, make a... Make a... Something. Yeah, but Crash was making... Crash okay. was making a point about... Now. This is making a movie about a hundred years ago. Okay. Right. Okay, a hundred years ago. This still was... What should have been a... A, a thoughtful... Two hundred years ago, this should have been a thoughtful premise. 1958, they didn't do a thoughtful premise. And, alright, let's, like, we'll talk a little, like, lighter. I wasn't as blown away as the set and the costumes as you guys were. I thought I was looking at a set, but I think that's just preference to musical, to be honest. And this is not the time to have the musical argument, because you guys weren't super high on it, this movie. Well, the, the songs the, aren't the music. You guys had it the on songs the, aren't both of you had it on the bottom five of this. So right? I had it at 11, yeah. Kieran had it at... I think the same. Yeah, Kira, I think me and Kira yeah. were the same. So I'm not trying to do the musical argument on this. We both had it at 11. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah. I almost don't want to even respond just because that was an amazing promo. That was great. Like, yeah. yeah. But I do want to say, though, that you can make a movie in the 60s commenting on the objectification of women 
from a hundred years ago. That's not what they did here, though. Is it not? No. Why not, though? I they didn't. They did not. They did not have a thoughtful comment on the objective, the objectification of little girls in this movie. They did not. I'm sorry. We have to take away the song. <laughs> the song is fucking oh, terrible. Oh, I have to take away the most famous song in it's the movie. It's not the most famous song. Fuck that! I'm not taking. Song's it away. terrible. That was what they. That's the most famous song. But Leslie Karen went beyond okay. just being that. Okay, no, she didn't. But okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, listen. I, I, I guess at that point, we don't. It, have, it, yeah, it comes. A, it comes down to. Comment. It comes down to what you took away from the yeah. movie, and I, you know, and and I think it was already. It was one of one of us who who. Who just kind of interpreted the end of the movie a little differently yeah. than I did, where he thought that that she kind of went away from her independence and cut, or I don't know if it was him or one of the other. Yeah, people. I don't remember who that was, but uh, yes, yeah, I kind of viewed it as as the the female voice rising above a a, a a world that not just objectified women but children and and you know that's I why I like doing the it in a lavish, character. Doing it in a lavish musical is certainly confusing. Um, I, I hate to take that because I know like. I don't want to put you guys in a position of like defending. No, this. I, I get you know it, dude. Mean? Your promo was fantastic. We'll just leave it. You're not going to defend the position. No, I, I think it's a wonderful. I, I um, think it's. Let's. We should have the musical argument at a, on a different movie that you guys. This are isn't the because the music isn't the benefit of it. Yeah, you guys are higher on many other musicals, and I think we should have that conversation. I love music. Oliver, we did it. We did it in season two. Yeah, well, you know, I said that there are two movies on this list that I would not recommend. And this is. And this is one. No, it's not. Oh, yeah. oh. Okay. Well, who would you recommend it to? Then? Um, yeah. If you, if you're a musical, like if you were like, hey, do you like the musicals, best lovers movie- and creeps? If <laughs> <laughs> I know, I go to the jail. And I'm like, no, uh, no, if you're like, I love musicals. I'm a mu- I, I like, I appreciate musicals. So let me Singing ask you. in the Rain is my favorite movie. I'd be like, yeah, you should watch Gigi. Greg, eleven. Uh, around the world in eighty days. Which I believe you're the high man on, my friends. Oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm ready Even IMDb you. doesn't have uh, a ton of day for the that people. one. IMDb has I want to hear. Yeah, uh, so we have it. The we have it at thirteen. Uh, the composite. I want to hear the past part two. Love right now. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we'll get to that. I I think the scope of the movie was 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 very good. Like it was a very good scope. Like they took a real good shot with the scope of the movie. I'm giving it a lot of points with the scope. Maybe too many. For context, yeah. You have this in our GG slot. Yeah. So we had yeah. GG eleven. You yeah. have this right. eleven. Okay. Yeah, I think I think they they they, they took very good and dip. Look, I did not read the Jewels of Iron book. I'm not going to pretend like right. I did. I would imagine that's very difficult um, source material to put on screen. And I think they took yeah, a I'm, shot. I'm sure the writers here would imagine that too, because I don't think they did, a, <laughs> <laughs> did any attempt at but it. But the, 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 the scope was... It, you should commend the scope of this movie. And then we're going to come back to like scope and what you try to do later um, with, with some of these movies. But uh, I, I give it credit above the back for just for the scope. Content Floss... Content Vlas. Content Vlas. He's great. Unbelievable. Like he, he's better than anyone in the four movies I have before. The charmingness of him. Um, Adam actually. Charming. Adam he's actually. Hold on. You think Presper 2 is better than Viggo Mortensen? Yeah, we're going to get to that. Yeah, we're going to get to that. But Passport 2, Content Vlas, I think, does such a good job with this movie. Yeah. Um, the scene where they're in the hot air balloon and he picks up the snow from the top of the mountain for the champagne, 
is one of my favorite scenes. Well, yeah. I think Cantafloss is the Vangelis of this movie. Like, if if you if you watch Chariots of Fire and are not enamored by the score, it's not going to have any value to you whatsoever. Yeah. And I think that around the world in 80 days, you have to add the scope to that a little bit too, like I was like you said. Yeah. But I think if you don't dig Cantafloss, it's like already already an amazing version. Like I think like either Joey or or, or Chris of the Rags goes, you didn't like Cantafloss, and already goes. No, yeah, <laughs> and then like yeah. if you don't like him in this, then you're just not gonna like. This what? Movie. How do you not like him in this? How do yeah, you not like? Uh, yeah, he's you know he's a physical actor, 1950. Yeah, and and I, I do appreciate what he's doing in this movie, but I will answer that in saying is that this movie is something to endure. Like it's a, oh, it's, yeah, a, it's I, a very long. Look, very ten, ten's my line, as I said. Number yeah. ten, number ten is is my line. This is number eleven. I mean, imagine imagine going on like one of those Disney rides with 3D glasses that's three hour long, and no wow. one gave you a pair of glasses. That's kind of like that's kind of yeah. like what this movie is in 2022. Sure, like, um, but the cameo too. I mean, this is a this is a yeah. uh, there's invention a, here. Yeah, there's invention this is here. like what are we? How are we ranking these movies, and what are we giving credit? Where are we giving credit? And I think you have to give credit to the cameo here. To the, to, and I, I, there's no way it was the first, right? Because everyone copies everyone. I'm sure there was something somewhere. Um, the the method in which you cast them is the first. Like he's the first one to cut deals and get people to agree to lower amounts of money just to show up for a set. So there, listen, there's invention in this movie. So yeah, it, you're right. It does did, matter in how did you the rank. Cameo it. have have the effect. That it should, that they thought it may have in the future. No, because we don't recognize. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I we recognize yeah. like uh, Sinatra, of course, in this movie. But like, do we recognize all forty cameos? But they were no, worldwide, we though. It wasn't people, just. We do recognize people in the movie ten years from now that stole the same premise. You know, like it, yeah. it, it, that's just the nineteen fifty six thing. So we I'm, don't. I'm giving this credit for scope um, and invention. Putting putting uh, source material on screen. And basically the cameo ahead of, of four movies that I, I really don't like, to be honest. <laughs> I can't I can't argue with that. That's fair. But I, I just don't like the four movies behind it either. I will say though, it's this is this is one. I it's, mean, a tough, even, it's a hard watch. It's a granted, it's an even harder rewatch. Like I don't I you just said like you can't imagine a scenario of you watching Charts Fire again. I'm having a hard time imagining a scenario of me watching beginning to end around of the world in the 80s. I think the closing credits are better than the movie. Us, again, I think that that just comes down to what your parameters are for ranking. Because like someone yeah. like, Grant, like Grant will say, I don't factor that into my rankings. You know, like, so, well, it depends when you want to do it, too. Like, right, it's true. Yeah, it's true. But you, you can't deny that there's some invention in around the world in the 80s. Yeah. And if you value that high in how you rank them, then that's something... I, and I don't really have an issue if you're going to tell me it's like the 14th movie. Out. Again, this is my first group of... Right. Five. Yeah. You know, so around the world, where I think... Because for me, I, I mean, personally, I had it 13, so I'm not really far off from where we're at. The biggest problem with it for me was that just some of the scenes were just so goddamn long. Like, There's no the, stakes in it, really. You know, I'm actually okay with that yeah. because of how good Content Floss was. But the bullfighting scene... The dancing scene. Everything was five minutes too the long. Movie's never ending. It's right. never ending. It just felt like fucking a. Like we got to move on to the next move. thing now. Yeah. Like move, because it looked. That's a great. That's a great phrase. Because let's move on to the next. Yeah. Thing. Okay. That's, yeah, All right. So dead, yeah. IMDb eleven. The IMDb eleven is the Grand Hotel. That is actually our composite. This is a eleven Grand Hotel. Wow. 
Okay. All right. Nas has a little higher. It's it's interesting to me the Grand Hotel's ranked higher than Chariots of Fire. I like that. Oz, you're number ten. Uh, Grand Hotel. Okay. So oh! it's Grand Hotel. Yeah. So we're that we're all in the same yeah sort of boat there. Okay? Yeah. Look, you got, I agree with with. Just to, so Oz, that was your ten, Joey. It was your ten in. It was our eleven. No, yeah, but it was your personal ten. Oh, pers- and it was my personal ten. So we all had this movie ranked in the exact yeah, same spot. Exactly spot. We were all <laughs> same on episode. the episode. Let's move on to the next one. Yeah, I don't even need to do this. Check out the Grand Hotel. Why don't Barry Moore's a fucking master? We did the same format that we're doing right now. There is literally zero reason for us to talk about this. So next, next is the IMDb 10, and that's going to be The English Patient. Um, and then the composite 10 is Green Book. Okay, which... Unfortunately, it goes a lot higher. Yes. Mine 9 was Beautiful Mind. Okay, that's also significantly higher on the IMDb. So you're 9. Uh, the IMDb 9, which is ranked horrifically low. Uh, how green Valley. was my valley? <laughs> and then um, our composite 9 is The English Patient. We're going to have some valley lovers we here, though, finally. Now we're up to 8, so eight. Greg, you're 8. Okay, so I was hoping to do 8 and 7 kind of in tandem, because it's like a similar, I don't want to rehash the arguments. But, but that's not is, in the spirit of what we're doing. My 8 so. is Titanic. Okay, the IMDb 8 is Titanic. And for number eight, for us, for the composite, is How Green Was My Valley, because we actually like movies. Yeah. Wow, we have some valley lovers here. I love this. I've been, I've been so isolated. I've done so many episodes with Artie and Chris and these guys. So it's like a, they've been beating up on How Green Is My Valley the last we have bunch of episodes. So we're going to have a valley love fest. I love this. Greg, number seven, yours. Uh, English Patient. That is the highest of English Patient then? Yes. So IMDb had that at ten. Composite was nine. Greg, you had that at seven. So Greg, as the high man on English Patient. Yeah, oh, I so. love that. Okay. I love that. <laughs> Fuck, that's awesome. This is so, so defend much, it. This is so much easier to talk about in tandem with Titanic. But okay, I can do this. Okay, let's talk English Patient. Let's talk English Patient. Please. I'm gonna throw this out there that it made ten times its budget. Okay, I was, wow. Because ten times its budget. Yeah. Because okay. we're gonna we're gonna come back to that with. You have it ranked where else? Because I want to see where I have it. Seven. Alright, so I, I had it ranked 8. I had it 9. Yeah, I don't think we're having significant disagreement. No, but I'm excited to talk about someone that had it ranked it higher than me because yeah. I had it ranked the highest. On You're the, the highest movie. of oh, yeah, all so of us. I'm, I'm excited about this. Yeah, let's go. This movie looks amazing. I, mm. I don't know how anyone discounts how good it looks. This looks fucking awesome. Um, Check Mark for us. Yeah. Uh, they, they took a shot with the scale of the movie and, and what, what, they're, what they're looking at. Scale is a big... Uh, um, I think scale is going to be, in this specific season, the, the movies you picked, I think scale is going to be a big topic. Mm-hmm. I think it really held its own with every movie on this, on this list on how it looks and what they tried to tackle. Um, performances were great. And I really think you could deep dive into some pretty incredible themes in this if you really wanted to. The nationality... Um, Identity, the, I, I, there's a God complex in here that you can mm-hmm. heal everyone. Every, every, everything's, everything's good. Is it a little fat, a little long? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And while we're talking about where I have these movies ranked, I think there's a significant drop after 4 and after 10. So this okay. is like, you know, this is going to be top half for me. I mean, it's not going to climb into the top third. But this movie does a lot of thing, a lot of things right. I I think that's well said. I agree with everything you said. I love the English Patient. Yeah. I would watch it again in a second tomorrow. Whoop, Joey, throw it on right now. Well, let's watch mm-hmm. the English Patient. Uh, I do think the English Patient is for a specific type of viewer. Yes. I just don't think it's for everyone. Yeah. It really isn't. And like, 
I, I remember my, my roommate Steve B. Steve B was on Love Steve uh, B. The, the 12 Years of Slave episode, which I just recently realized it was a great episode. It was on Twins episode. Yep. Me and Steve B have been he, talking a lot about different he, movies. And, and I remember him being like, wait a minute, they, they don't like the English patient? Like, it, it was like, what do you mean they don't like the English patient? Speaking of, I think it was uh, maybe Grant and Adam or yeah. wherever it was. They were mean to it. it. And it's just like, it's kind of one of those, it's like, if you love it, you'll love it. It's like yeah. a Seinfeld yeah. episode. And then if, you, if, you, if you're not in on it, it's like, how are these people in on this thing? Yes. So, I'm I on was, that end. Yeah, I was, I was the lone guy on the top at, at the rankings episode. I kind of, I feel like I expressed myself pretty well with it. Nah. You I, defended yourself better. This was where I was like, oh, fuck. Well, I, I think just, he's right I, here. I love the layered characters. Like it's there's there's so much to, to read into with those people, and I think the movie again is very rewatchable if you're willing to commit the time to it. It's tough to watch if you're being forced to watch it. It's just it's one of those it's one of those movies, and there are movies like that on this list of ninety four that are going to be like that. Like, and we're going to get to How Green Is My Valley. I think How Green Is My Valley is another one. If you're in on what you're about to watch, and you're and you're not gonna. Look at your phone, and it's not like, oh, I have 24 hours to watch this movie. If that's the setting you're in to watch a movie like The English Patient, a movie like Howard Green is My Valley, you're not, you're not getting the nutrients out of the movie. The, the things that are there for you to, to, to take in as a viewer because you're, you're rushing yourself through it. And that's just how I feel about them. The English Patient of all the movies on this list is a movie where I acknowledge that I'm probably missing something. I just don't know what it is. I have watched this movie so many times. Yeah. Where do you have it? Me personally, and I have it nine. Like I don't have it in a bad place. Let's come back to it because we're gonna we're gonna have a little fight about this. I think a fair knock on it is the it's trying to do the David Lean thing. Well, you know, and, and there's so there it's you can't be David Lean. Yeah, you, that's just not fair to a movie though. Yeah. All right. So the IMDb number seven is embarrassingly best years of our life. Fucking which is, nerds. Yeah. Well, it's just it's just that's a it's old and it's yeah. lost and it's a terrible name. There's probably not a lot of voters on it either. I don't have the the, the ranking numbers here, but Yeah. So, um we had eight How Green's My Valley, seven Beautiful Mind. Okay. So Beautiful Mind is higher on IMDb. Alright, so Greg, you're nice. sick. Uh How Green is My Valley is six. Which is the high point. Yeah, we had that so composite is a IMDb that is nine. I should say, though, as I scoff at the best years of our lives only being ranked seven out of these, it does make the IMDb top 250 at 227 and an 8.1. So it is, it, it is recognized in their top 250. And so seven of the movies we're discussing, almost half of the movies we picked for season three, are in the Which IMDb is pretty nice. So there, there is that. Uh, so we're up to How Green Is My Valley talk. Oz, you had it ranked six. Six. Okay, our composite was eight. Eight. Mm. Joey, you had it in the six slot. I had six. And I had it and I had it in my five slot, which I will admit is aggressively high. Both of you guys had a six. I had a five. Our composite's a little skewed because I think like Chris had it as low as thirteen. Yeah, so. some people didn't watch it. <laughs> okay, Oz, you, you lead You were on the episode, but lead, lead us off here. This is the one I struggle with the most, and I'll, one of the Ooh. ones I'm going to struggle with the most throughout these rankings. Mm -hmm. It does so many things so well, and I think it does so many things poorly. And it's just a matter of weighing in what you think is a, a, a very bad part of the movie verse. Okay, I can look past that. There's a lot of, on the bad part, there's a lot of uh, just abandoned storylines. Um, I... I the aging thing really does bother me. It doesn't bother some people. Mm -hmm. But what you guys said on the uh, rankings really kind of swayed me. It really does, like, hit themes so well. 
Mm. It really does. Um, and Belfast, the movie Belfast, mm-hmm. just <sighs> took it and ran. Really reinforced it. it and ran. I'm like, ah, this is this is amazing. This yeah, is amazing. It is. You know, figure out how to wear, wear how, it. Yeah. How Green Was My Valley was a movie. I think it completely outkicked its coverage. And listen, the aging thing, I agree, is the worst part about it. But I think the themes it hit and completely nailed bring it to a level where I can ignore the aging problems. It's just a matter of, like, Karen, I agree with what you said to have it as high as five. It's just a matter of what can you look fast and what, what can't you. And there's really no wrong answer on that. Right. And th- I think that's the that's the whole thing. It's like, what do you probably... I don't know where this one's going to go. Yeah. Later. So, just to speak in it, and I spoke a lot on the rankings episode about it. I have it rate, rated very high. I, I maybe have some personal connections. I mean, we have it, it at six, so we're not... We're in the same world. Yeah, you had it at six, I five. I maybe have some personal connections to the movie that, that swing a bit. I mean, you guys bring up Belfast. I can't even hear the word Belfast without, like, good tear. And I, I, I love that movie. So, it's I mean, by far my number one movie of the year, last year. Right. Listen, I do struggle with the idea that I had it over Ben-Hur and Titanic, two movies that I think are two of the greatest pieces of film ever put together. So there is a, a little bit of a turn-the-screw statement I'm making by putting How Groom Is My Valley there, but I'm doing it with one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. And I think that's Ford. okay, though. I don't think that's a problem. Yeah, and, and I just... The problems, some of the minor problems that you guys brought up, I just, like... The aging, again, doesn't bother me. Yeah. Like, this idea of them, like starting storylines and not finishing that doesn't bother me like I, I don't I, I, I think it worked within the world of that movie well I think they hit the theme so much that some of yeah. things can be ignored and I, I, I agree with you yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I'm with you where we stand right now again this is written in pencil like this isn't a pen thing it could right. go higher really could yeah, it right. go lower I said a couple stupid things on the episode I was on uh, um, well listen a, a movie things. like that is a, is a it's no, a tough thing to process. But what I meant, I, I didn't, I don't think I loved the, the way it was shot, the cinematography, as much as you did. Mm-hmm. Because, and on the episode, I think I was like, it's black and white. It's like, no, I was a little, <laughs> like, I, was like, I was a little drunk on it. Um, I think the way they shot it, they really tried to pull in, like, the backgrounds as a yeah. character. And it, 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 I don't know if it, because it was black and white, maybe, maybe not. It just didn't, like... See, for me, that was so I, I effective. Like, I felt I, I felt like I lived there at the end. I did, and I, and I really didn't. I'm going to throw practice. this out there, and listen, someone who's more technically advanced with me in, in, the, in the camera work can, can come back and fight me a little bit, and that's fine, and uh, I'd love to have that conversation. In, in 1940, making Southern California feel like you're in Wales, and there's not a second in that movie where I don't yeah. feel like I'm in Wales, that's, a, that's an achievement. I'm you know, sorry, that's an achievement. It is. I... I, I I think Arthur Miller is the name of the, the cinematographer there. I think, and, and listen, should he have beaten Citizen Kane for cinematography? No. But, man, it's a really... I mean, he beats most other movies for, right. for cinematography. I mean, like... Ah. Listen, one, I it's think... It's up there. In Best Picture Winner of Cinematography, it's up there for me. It I, shouldn't have won. Cinema, uh, Citizen Kane should have won. But as far as the Best Picture Winners go, it's very rated, okay. rated very, very high for me. The only movie that year, I think, is better as Maltese Falcon. But... From a cinematography standpoint... As a movie. All right, but yeah. Yeah, okay. cinematography. But, so, you know, a movie we, I talked about on, um, you know, 300 Passions is Brigadoon, a movie that was shot later than this that was very clearly not in Scotland. And to see how they turned Southern California into a place. Movie too, right? Yeah, but you could yeah. tell you were not there. Yeah. This movie, I literally felt like I was living there. Like, I was, they 
created a world that impressed me very much and that fully engaged me into the movie more than other movies have done. So I, I like that we got a little How Green Is My Valley defense here. Yeah. Like, because we needed a little bit of that. It, it's amazing. I, I if it's, you watch it, you like funny. it. It's like, funny. I remember giving my little defense on the episode and like, I was re-listening to it for this episode just to repeat. And like, even with a little editing, like I feel I don't know if I fully land. And like, Oz text your def- like, you, 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 you oh, check mark for you that defense. Please. Like, so I'm um, like, I'm like, all right. Yeah. But I, I, I don't, I don't like fully disagree with what's the composite eight. Eight, yeah. That's not that's not terrible to have it like. Well, listen, anyone, anyone can like walk you. in this room. Yeah. And grab a microphone and point a finger in my face about why Ben Hur and Titanic are better than How Green Is My Valley, and I'm probably likely to shrug my shoulders and be like, "Yeah, I get it, dude." But right, like, yeah. this is just where I'm at with it. And but I think that's why this is interesting. It's much better than like, "Hey, this is what it's supposed to be." Like, yeah. we we do this, we argue about it because we care. We all have different perspectives about things. Where if we were all on the same page, this would be a really boring podcast of a bunch of sort of drunk dudes. Yeah, we're right. You're right, Joe. And when the makers of Ben-Hur were doing Ben-Hur, it was very clear what they were going for, and they got it, and it stood the test of time. When the makers of Titanic were going for what they were going for, they got it, and it very clearly stood the test of time. The fact that the, the makers who put together How Green Is My Valley, and there's people talking about it 90 years later ahead of Ben-Hur and Titanic, that's an amazing thing. That's an amazing thing to me. And I think it speaks to to how big a smaller size movie could be. It's very well said. Okay, the IMDb 6 is 12 years a slave. 8.1, and it's number 184 in their top 250 list. All right, so number 6 for the composite, and it's time to talk about it, Titanic. 8 on IMDb, Oz, you had it? Uh, 8. Okay. So just for you know context, I had that at number five. Here and had it at number six. Okay. Yeah, I I I'll, I don't like calling out people who aren't in the room, but I think Artie's evaluation of this film is absurd and erroneous. Like I I, I, and I, I didn't like it yeah. on the I didn't like Titanic. it on the episode. I didn't like it on the rankings episode. I think that this this movie's importance cannot be ignored. It cannot be ignored. The scale of this movie, you know, we talk about scale a lot, scope, it's gigantic. No one's ignoring the flaws of this movie, but I don't think they are detracting they from what it is. They don't interfere with the accomplishments of the movie. Like, let's, like, let's, I agree let's, just, with you. let's take a step back, and Joey, as you just said, the flaws don't interfere with the accomplishments. That's, right. that, is, that means something. I, and that's and Chris, the thing. I love that Chris took Me a stand too. and had it ranked as high as he did. And, 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 and Chris, Lee, Chris, Lee, Chris leaned in in a way that I really appreciated because he made very good points. He was smart about everything because, again, and I, my whole thing with this movie is a story within a story. So it's, you know, it's a narrator. Oz is already shaking his head. I love it. I got, yeah, that's, yeah, so Oz is going to get the other side of it. You know, so... I don't think you can love Billy Zane and hate Leo. And that's... I agree with that. And that's, you know, people are like, oh, I love Billy Zane, he's like a super villain, but Leo's... They're the same thing because they're being told from the story of an idiot. Before I kick it off to Oz, I think the concept that Leo's bad in this movie is absurd. I think it's absurd. I I don't get it. I don't get it. You want to tell me that the script isn't good? Fine. I get that. 
the idea that Leo is bad in this movie is just it's I, I think it's Leo and Kate Winslet together incorrect. is amazing. I think it's an incorrect concept. But I agree. Oz, your turn. Let's right, go. So Kick it back. I will say you guys swayed me a little. Um, not now, but like yeah, 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 right, yeah, leading yeah. up because I, I had this ranked much lower, and I agree that we need to give credit to the scope of this movie mm-hmm. and what it looks like. The scope word again. Yeah, no, I said we're going to come back to scope. What it looks like is like amazing. What he, what he made it look like. It's incredible. What James mm-hmm. Cameron made it look like was incredible. Um, he put us on the ship. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. 100%. This story sucks. It sucks. <laughs> tag, tag, RDB tagging Oz in to, to come no, in with the hot tag. This story sucks. It sucks on its own. It sucks when you compare it to the other movies on this. And I don't, I'm like shocked by the defense of the story. I really am. I don't think it sucks. So, how you can find the themes that you found in this movie and not find them way better in English Patient, I'm just like blown away. Because, okay, so let's, we'll talk, about, this is the old what's on screen and what you, what you see. And we've talked about that a lot. Okay, I think there is something to give credit to, to who makes the movie. So like, when you wanted to say all these things about a David Lean movie, mm-hmm. uh, let's give it credit. Um, James Cameron has never made a great story, ever. And I love... I love some of these movies. Terminator? I love I love yeah. Terminator. Termi- I love Terminator. Okay. Is a great story. Okay, right. it's on. It, it's a. It's not a deep underlying story. Either of those movies, Terminator or Terminator. Okay, too. I don't agree with that statement. Yeah. Going. The, like listen, if you want to show Avatar, Avatar is we'll, not. No, okay, Avatar sucks. Right. Okay. Avatar dances with wolves. Okay. Is it but Abyss, Terminator and Terminator is, Two, I disagree with. Is you. Abyss Michael Crichton, or I'm getting confused with Spear? To call this no. to 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 call themes in this story. At the same t- so you guys did two things, right? You talked about how much money it made, right? You did. No, yeah. you guys did. Okay. And you talked about the story. Artie leaned into that. Like he Artie kind of forced Artie didn't there. do that. You guys he did. No, oh no. I'm saying I'm that. saying Artie leaned okay. into that in our in his criticism of our point. Right. Which is what you're doing right now. But go go on. No, no, you guys talked about the matter. I know we did, and but his he reacted. But you to and Artie it. are on the same he, page here. Just, Artie reacted. Let's be clear. Teams. Okay, God bless you guys. But already reacted to it, then brought up Marvel. But so yeah, go, go. God bless you guys for finding like great themes in this movie. James Cameron doesn't even find those themes in this movie. He does it. It's not. He made a story. This is what he did. He said, "All right, we're going to spend a lot of money on a movie. We're going to make it." This look movie good. was supposed to fail. Okay, but he spent two hundred million dollars on the movie, right. and it looked fantastic. And he needs a lot of people to watch that movie. So what does he do? Takes great-looking people who are good actors and puts them in a very simplistic story. This is a simplistic story. This is simplistic. So you don't see any themes in this movie? No. No. (laughs) Not one. There's not one. And so just because there's good actors in the movie doesn't mean that they're good in the movie. Do you like Leo and Kate Winslet? I love them both in this movie. But do you like them in this movie? They're fine. They're okay. They're fine. There's nothing to this. This perspective thing, Joey. God bless you. You were talking about how oh, it's 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 purposefully simple because the perspective. No, it's It's, purposefully simple because how do you get twelve year olds go watch this movie? But you're watching an 
Hold on, though. They didn't just have 12-year-olds. Right. They had 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds, and 6-year-olds watching Yeah, too. taking so, their 12-year-olds to watch well, you're the watching, movie three times, But it's, it's an it's un- the highest-grossing movie of all time. Right. Came nar- out, like, you're watching a narrator tell a story, just like though. Lesson for that. But, but that's not... that. It's, it's an old is, woman telling a story within a story. Like, this that matters. This like, is not a theme-heavy movie. I think sometimes there may be some pick-and-choose on where you find themes. And this one was a little like... Oh, okay, so... Let's reach to defend the movie. Okay, so how about this, though? Okay. How about the goal of mm-hmm. the movie that we're putting out there yeah. is to recreate the sinking of the Titanic. Okay. And we're going to accomplish something visually that mm-hmm. hasn't been done before. So let's do it through an identifiable storyline. So sure. we're not going to make this weird, crazy, fucking nightmare alley thing going on. Because that's not... It doesn't call for that. It doesn't need. Let's go, with, let's go with a simple, identifiable love story. A poker game that's a lottery ticket to get on the ship. Someone who was bred from the spoon to be on the ship. And the two of them meet in a, in a class structure, merging. I don't think he needed to do more than that. And clearly he didn't, because it's one of the more successful <laughs> films of all time. Sure. Like, like, of of what, course. Of yes, okay, um, no, it isn't, you know, it isn't fucking Rashomon. Like, we get, like, yeah. like, but... But it's not trying to be. It doesn't have to be. Right. And it doesn't have to be. But I do think there are themes within it without having it to be Rashomon or something. I'll, 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 I'll understand Oz's point in saying that the themes are not anything they're thin, you're going to analyze in a, in, a, in a graduate class. But, that's, yeah, but, but they're we're there. Talking, but so we're talking about lining these movies up together. It's on bottom end of these movies on themes. Certainly. And I don't know how you, how you counter that. I don't know how you counter me saying this is the 85th best theme. Out of 95. Mm, it's not. It's definitely... Okay. There's, what, there's, what's the, 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 you've the, seen enough of these movies to know that's not true, though. The, 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 the theme is um, perfect, good-looking, poor person. But class structure matters, though. Uh, yeah. That's a discussion point to have. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's a movie about ego. What? What? How is it not? What's the ego? Who? So you built an unsinkable ship. That's uh, a whole movie about ego. But that they didn't—that's—they didn't focus on a ship until it was sinking. I don't agree with that. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think that's I true. Hope, was the person who designed the ship in the movie? Yeah. Yes, he was Rose's like best friend. But no, no, stayed on there. Like, was he part of the story of you know, the movie? I wasn't—I wouldn't say he's part of the story. But he's, he's in, in the there. movie. He's, he's in the movie. movie. Yeah. We know who the he captain. Is. I know the captain was in the movie. Was he like a, a part of the story? No. But the guy who designed it, who yeah, says it's unsinkable. I don't listen. I don't think the themes are anything. But I don't think they're non-existent. They're, they are not non-existent, right. and it's not bottom ten out of Best Picture winners okay. themes. No, I just, listen. If we're looking, I, mean, at I, themes, I might eat those words because we're going to get to 90, 94 at some point. <laughs> we're going to do this. Yeah, this I is, might. This is this is maybe a, we got to have to the themes ranking. I love that. I want. I want to fight that all day. This is the five one one, and if. You did it out of ten. It would be a ten. no. Oh, Wait, hold, a, on, hold on, hold on. You're not don't argue. Don't, 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 don't argue. You're not. It's a. It's a one, one five one. one you're doing. Okay, whatever. Well, you're giving performance as a one. Yeah. See, I, oh, bad, yeah, man, bad. It, you think Leo and Kate Winslet are bad? Yes. <laughs> so you think like Leo's interchange with Keanu Reeves? I, I don't think it matters who's in the movie. Oh, God. see that I really I don't disagree with. That. Yeah, I don't agree. With that. I really. Disagree I mean, there are two Oscar nominations in this. You think they're both unwarranted? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. This is a bi- right. this is a poorly. All right. Let's move on. Here. This is clearly yeah. a debate that will rage on. I'm so happy that this is. But I also have it. So 
I have it stuck right in the middle because I think how it the, 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 how it looks is going down is second so enough. high. Second enough. Yeah, it's going right. to wash away a lot of. Came at the bottom. perfect year too. Yeah, where, yeah. where they no, wouldn't be able to Beautiful move. So we are up to Oz's number five. Ben Hur. That's my number five. Also the IMDB number five, an 8.1, number 181 on the top 250 list. <laughs> Amazingly, also the composite number five. Wow. Well, there we go. Everybody's yeah. uh, in line there. So we're all but, pretty perfect there. But, but for we our, should so, say, yeah, Joe. So I had it number seven. Grant had it at number five. Good job, Grant. Um, Chris had it at number seven. Kieran, you had it at number seven. Artie had it at number three. Hold on with the good job, Grant, though. Because I'm going to throw a little... I, I did right. a little in the episode, but I got to tell you Grant was, like, almost the high man on... But he was the low man on the episode. Well, he ripped it on the episode. So he so, goes on the episode, rips it, and then the rankings come and say, like, oh, yeah, I have it higher than everyone. Like, what? Well, listen, give him credit for reassessing. Yeah. I, but I, a, little, I, a, a little BBC behind the scenes, Artie... Was ready to go after Grant because of how low he had it on the episode. Yeah, Artie, so Grant, Grant swerved him a little bit. Artie was legitimately pissed about the episode because yeah, he felt Artie like was not happy with the episode. So, and I, and Artie would say this out loud. I'm not saying anything out of turn. So Artie was like, Artie, you know, again, we don't talk about anything, but sometimes me and Artie cheat. And Artie was like, you know, the only thing is, he's like, Grant was too hard on this movie. I'm, and so, when Grant was the high man on it, Grant, Artie was it stunned everyone. It stunned Artie, me too. I mean, Artie looked at me like. A cat just got killed. Well, he I, was, was, I was the kid who was getting bullied and getting his lunch money you stolen on the episode. And, and then, like, Rankings comes around and Grant's like, yeah, I have a rank higher than you. Like, what? Yeah. Like, I, I had it. He had it 70 out of 5. You know, that, all that. Being, it's, it's funny, too. Like, Artie, like, that's before Artie met Adam and spoke right. to Adam did an episode with him, too. And he's like, who's this Adam guy coming in and, and ripping Ben Hur? Like, what is this? There's, it's, there's something about when Artie, like, goes all in on a movie. It's amazing. I love hearing him talk about... Ben Hur. I love hearing him talking about a Beauty and the Bounty. There's a certain movies that I the, just the, yeah. the unexpected Artie movies because his passion. At, listen, I give Artie a lot of shit for not watching movies, but when fucking Artie loves a movie, yeah. it's one of my favorite things because he will fight to it to the death, and I really appreciate his and intensity I say, towards it. I was re-listening to the Rangs episode. Everything Artie said about Ben Hur, I was like, I can't. I have nothing to say. Like I can't argue with any of that. Like. I'm going to shit was, on him in a little bit, but, but he was on point. Here. Every word he said about Ben Hur, he was on point. Oz, Oz, Ben Hur. Uh, the, the chariot scene is, is the best thing. I've seen 64 of these movies, is the best thing I've seen on any of these movies. Can't argue with it. Can't argue with yeah. you at all. Um, so, my wife doesn't watch a lot of, lot of with these with me because, you know, whatever, it's just not her thing. So, like, unless it like really catches her interest, um, she watched this with me and. The chariot scene. No, it's a lecture. It's a lecture. But it'll go back. Uh, yeah, sorry. And, uh, and the Heston Hawkins combo is unbelievable. I think the the off the chart on this the two of them and the way they handle religion. Like religion is such a delicate thing in these movies because if you do it wrong, it dates the movie. And in like fifty years, or it turns people off. Yeah, or in like in like fifty yeah. years, you can, they're going to be like, wow, those people are obsessed with religion. But if you do it right, it's it's. The supplement to the story, which that's what they did here. I think they supplemented yeah. the story well, so well. You had a Hall of Fame story. director yep. who's Jewish handling <laughs> a Chris a Christianic story. I mean, that's that's a great combo. Listen, that's a, they're they're going to do that right. Jesus yeah. was in this movie, and it didn't turn any. If you're actually paying attention, it's not turning anybody away. Exactly. Um, On board. I'm an atheist. 
I was on board with the whole five thing. Five spot is an important spot in this season ranking. Very much. Oh, you're damn because right. We know. I think we all have the same top four. Besides IMDb, because who cares? But Nerds. Like, the uh, the five spots important. Dude, the five that's a great statement. Important. And Ben Hur is. I couldn't figure out who to put in the five spot. And, and Ben Hur is the five spot. It wow. is. I love. I love that statement yeah. because you're right. Everyone had the same four mm-hmm. for yep. the most part. A couple, couple of but Oz. So just to, to go off that, Oz, you had Ben Hur in five. Yes. Joey, you had Titanic at five. Yep. Important spot. Grant had Ben Hur at five. Ben Hur at five. Important spot that he's going to have to answer to at some yep. point. Chris. All right. So Chris had best years of our lives at five, but he had, he had Titanic, Titanic at four. four. So okay. Titanic is his big statement film there. Um, I had How Green Is My Valley. Yeah, big five, statement. Five statement in the five. Yeah. So there it is. Yeah. And already had twelve years of slave. Uh, but he really had Ben Hur at three. Right. So that so that was his statement. Yeah. But Artie's. We all had we all had best years in twelve Same years of slave. Artie's so This takes a little dip for me. The, the second half, the second part of this movie is not as good as the first. Well, so I always say once the chariot scene ends, if the movie ends after the chariot it's a scene, mediocre movie after. Yes. That. It's a great. But it movie was kind of that. empowering hearing Artie unflinchingly disagree with you. Like it was like I, right. I didn't feel that. I don't. I did not have the same. I don't experience. agree though. Is the and, and listen, I respect him because um, he passionate. I, I, I do but think that the, the movie leper, fall. I think the movie. I think the leper stuff is very interesting though. I, I think it's, it's a little too long. It's okay. But I think if this movie ends after the chariot scene with a different ending, it's. Higher and in different contention, where the way they yes, went, I agreed. think it really up until the chariot scene. It was it was touching on a top twenty movie. I agree, and you know what? This is my podcast. I I, yeah. I invented it, so I will. I have the right to say this. Yes, I don't fucking love all of the shade that's being put on Charlton Heston. On this I don't really thing. care about Dude, him. He yeah, but like I like granted. I'm a he little was biased. Great in this movie. I'm a little biased because I grew up on. On Ten Commandments, and and yeah. like I, I sure. guess he was one of like the first movie stars that I saw as as a little kid. But did I think he's really good in this? And I think he's fully warranted to win I best agree. actor for this. Who the hell else was going to win best actor this year? I mean, it's fucking Charles Manson. Ben, I don't know like, that he's on. great in this. Uh, so you're with the other guys. That's fine. I, I just he hurt. So as much as I do think what he does here is good, I don't think he's strong enough in the beginning to save the end. I don't know. I'm in mm. and every second of him in mm. this movie. I think he's. I think he's super But also, like, I had this argument with Grant all the time with Tom Cruise. Like, Grant is not. Grant has no time for Tom Cruise. He's not enamored by Tom Cruise. He's just. He just. He's not charmed by him. He's not. And for me, like Tom Cruise could just like walk into him and start juggling, and I'm gonna stop everything I'm doing and watch him juggle. Like that's just, I have that's seen Top Gun Maverick in theaters twice, and if you guys were like, "Let's go tomorrow," I would see it a third time. Yeah, but that's arguably his best movie ever. So <laughs> he should win but, best actor this year. He's not going to, but well, he should. I love Tom Cruise. <laughs> okay, Ben Hur. I think we got anything else with the Ben Hur that we nah, got. No. All right, so Greg, you, that was our fives across and the you board. Had a, you had a five. All right, that. so here, here we go. We're gonna yes, go. Uh, I got Bridge Over River Quiet for. Well, that oh, so is a grant. Yeah. That is a shitty take. <laughs> Joey's like, Joey just took his microphone. Off. I need a break. I'm gonna fight everybody. <laughs> All right, uh, IMDb four. So we need the IMDb number four, mm-hmm. which is also Bridge on the River Kwai. Also, eight point two. So the last, uh, the last three we've discussed. We had Titanic was a seven point nine. Best Years of Our Lives, Ben Hur, and Twelve Years a Slave were all eight point one. Uh, ranked based on on how they were uh, voted, 
Number four, original number quiet, 8.2. It's 165 currently on the IMDb top 250. Good, Greg, you're with the IMDb nerds. I'm proud. <laughs> um, so our composite number four is best years of our lives. Okay, so Oz. Uh, Greg, number, number three. three. And, uh, 12 years of slave. Composite has it at three, so we have to do the IMDb three. and then. Okay, we'll the go. IMDb three is a beautiful mind, so it's going to be a beautiful mind. Time. Beautiful yeah. mind time. 8.2, 143 on the top 250 list. I mean, this is going to be a weird conversation because I feel like we all, like the best pictures, we all love a beautiful mind. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, Film it's Twitter hates it. Listen, I'm a big fan of a beautiful mind. I think Jennifer Connelly is fantastic. Like... I don't need anybody coming at me that she was supposed to be this or that. Like, that's stupid. She's really good in it. I think this is a very good movie. Um, I think, you know, as our composite is number seven. I think that number seven for this is a very appropriate place. Yeah, for context, uh, Joey, you had it at eight. Mm-hmm. Oz, you had it at nine. And I had it at eight. I'm yeah. sorry. I had it at nine also. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're kind of all on the same boat with this. Let's go to the best years. Okay, it's best years talk here. Just just let's get some context here. Oz, you had it ranked Number four. Two. Oh, you two. had two? Mm-hmm. God, I love that. Me too. Uh, Joey, you had it at three. Grant had it at four. I mean, again, these are all going to kind of be in the same slot right. here. Chris had it five. Uh, I had it three. Artie, I believe, had it at four. four. Yeah. Okay, Kieran, so, would you yeah. have two? What did you have at number two? Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Bridge. Right? Yeah, bridge. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I guess the best way I can do this is to explain why I had it higher than 12 Years a Slave and Bridge. Right? I mean, yeah. that, that's the best way. Uh, so this is, a, this is a, a, a flawless performance movie. I think that there's not a weak link in, in the movie performance-wise. Now, where I have it... Um, Above 12 Years a Slave for now. I think it's... I like movies that are a little more self-contained as far as, like, what they're trying to talk about. Like, this This is this is just about the people and the, the history is collateral to the people, right? Where 12 Years a Slave maybe kind of relies on the historical aspect a little bit more. I'm not comfortable... Fully with that. I'm wow. Flip that that, no, I love how you worded that. I might flip that tomorrow, but that's where right. I stand. And why I have it above Bridge, I have performance um, issues with Bridge that Ooh, we'll talk God, about. We'll get there. But I, I, we'll I just want to say I love how you worded that. I feel like from the Chris G world that the, he's probably going to identify a lot with what you just said. But when you say that you like it from a self-contained standpoint, I think that my response to that is why I liked Bridge a little high. I Bridge okay. ranked one slot higher. And that's because I thought it had those performances, but it was more than self-contained. It had the larger world. It had the, the, the scope, yeah. the, word, the word scope. So we had the bigger things, the world issues, the world struggles, but it was also these people in a small, isolated camp having their personal problems that had worldly consequences so that's so that's where so that's where i had that over yeah i don't know if i disagree not that best year's life didn't have worldly consequences too i mean there was a lot of economy in there There there's a lot of job issues there's a claustrophobia on both sides of it and the bridge end is the claustrophobia in the pow camp and in in best best years 
it's the claustrophobia in the, the real world. Right. Yeah. Like, so there is a lot of it. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of comparison. We cannot minimize how important deep focus is because no. there's so much on the episode. And, you know, we've talked about that a lot and I don't want to overbear it. But just what this movie does is for a movie that we did because it won a Twitter poll. Yeah, that was awesome. It's so goddamn important. Yeah, I got to say our, our friends over at, at Best Pictures Pod, which we've talked about a couple times on this thing. They, they sent a, a, a tweet out that I still have not responded to yet because I'm, like, scared to respond to it. It said, what are the top five cinematography examples of Best Picture winners? So it doesn't – they didn't have to win for cinematography. What are okay. they? And, like, I'm like, oh, that question scares me. And like, I looked yeah. at it, and Grant got in on the – He got right the in on there. And he, and he flat out said, like, Best Years of Our Lives yep. is a candidate for yep. me. And I looked at him, like, you gotta be. Kinda, you're kind of right. Yeah, yeah he's not um, wrong. You know, and, I mean, obviously – Lawrence was on everyone's list. Lawrence is a is an easy one. But yeah. listen, Schindler's List is another one. That's, that's I think we need. I think when we're talking about this movie, we need to talk about Homer, yeah. a real veteran, a real disabled veteran, and what he went through, yeah. and the fact that he comes through here and completely does a great job. Yeah, I think criticizing his acting is so silly. Like, it's, I, it's stupid. I, 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 you know that. That's You're missing ridiculous. the point of yeah, everything we're doing. It's ridiculous. He um, crushes. I can't see crushes this him. movie being five in this season. Like I could Did see Did anyone it. have it at five? Three, four, maybe Chris. Five. Chris had it at five. Yeah, but he was I, reluctant. I he was reluctant at five. Chris like, knew he did Chris didn't like his five. Yeah, but I think he wanted to make a statement with Titanic, which I don't hate. I'm fine. And his top three makes sense. So yeah. like, it, it, I'm fine. Like again, this Oz, you said I mean, it perfectly. Like, this, this season is all about what's your fifth. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't necessarily matter what it is. But what? 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 Yeah, what is the fifth true. statement? And his was Titanic. Yeah. And, yeah. You can't put this behind Titanic. Uh, uh, I would agree. I, no way. There, I I would say that. You so can't before we move on, um, this is one of the better endings yes. of a movie than that we've had. The scene where he goes back to the plane that he was with in the war. That, yeah. Um, it's like I, a dirty window right. kind of overlooking the town. That's done in such a profound way. Can we tie this back to all the king's men? Was there any moment in this movie even close to that? No. Like, no. no. There was no attempt at that no. in this movie. Like, that was a, that's a, like, I was recently on a plane. I was on a JetBlue flight. Love JetBlue. I'll shout, shout out JetBlue. Love Blue. JetBlue. I have their credit card. I was on a JetBlue flight, and they had the, the T-word. I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh. Best user lies on TCM. Clicked on it. That's the scene I kicked in. I was immediately like, oh my God. God, like it just, it just, you're jarred at, at the filmmaking, those planes lined up, and yeah. you look, it's, that's incredible filmmaking. Because it's not a war movie, and uh, we talked about this, it's not it's a war a movie. coming home from war movie, right. But how it handles PTSD when we were still calling it fucking shell shock is so far above and beyond mm -hmm. understanding of what people go through is so amazing. I, I have to shout out to the fact that every person involved in the cast and crew served. Yeah. There's, that's fire. Um, that so important. Fire. That's chills worthy. Yeah. They're like we're all we're all on the same team. Yeah. That's uh, ama mm -hmm. amazing stuff. You know. All right. Wait, that we're good on that. We're good. All right. So IMDb's number two is the most ridiculous thing in why Green IMDb book, which sucks. I know. Green book. We're, we're Green talking. Book. Green book. Let me just try this. Oz is going to cut a promo. Yeah. Please. Me. Listen. I, I want to put out there. Me and Joey were on the episode. We battled uh, Chris and Artie, who, who like it. You know, good amount. And then listen. I don't want to. I don't want to belittle anyone who likes the movie. There is a. It's a heartwarming factor of it. We're gonna let Oz cut a promo on it. We're gonna leave it at that and move on. I, right, I think so that's fair enough. I, I'm gonna Fine. stay away from the 
the white savior thing that everyone... I'm just going to stay away from That's it. That's fine. Because I don't even need to talk yeah. about that. You've had it at 13. 13. Because I, I don't need to, we don't even need to talk about that. I agree. This this I agree sucks. with you. Um, this is one of those movies when you rank, the more you think about it, the worse it gets. So we have a lot of movies on this, like, How Green's My Valley. The, valley. the more you look, watch it, the more you think about it, the better it gets. This is, this is a worse, because if there's one word to describe this movie, it's simplistic. I don't want to look down on anyone that, that likes movies. You're allowed to. It's okay. Everything about it. Fucking Tony Lip's family is a generalization of an Italian family. The mafia sitting in the, we the restaurant is a generalization of Italian people. The cops. The, the cops being doofs until Robert Kennedy calls them to let these people out of jail are doofs. The cops again are doofs until they get paid off because they found two gay people hooking up in a fucking shower wherever they were. Um, everything is bad. Everything is bad. Everything is uh, uh, surface level. Um, I said there were two movies on this list that I would not recommend with Charis being one. This is the other because I can't figure out who I would recommend this to. I really can't. <laughs> I have no one... I Party. I guess. Um, and I guess the performance is... Were they that good? You guys liked them that much? I, I think Mahershal Ali and Vigo okay. do they're a very good job. Yes, yeah. that's 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 a stretch saying they they don't. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, I'm happy to destroy. They didn't write the movie. No, they didn't write the movie. I am like, very happy to destroy this movie, but I do not. Well, so accept as, let me ask you a direct. As, okay. Let me ask you a direct question. You yeah. want to ask Joey? So yeah. I'm going to get you first, though. Do you? Do you disagree that they elevated the material? No, 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 no. I, I, I they were. They were. I'm not saying they weren't good. I'm just saying to put them up with some of these other performances we're talking about is is not. But if you think about how much they elevated the material, though, so the material was so bad that they yes, made it that, well, that's you know you can you can I'm hash that out yourself. That, yeah, but I bore you and ask me, Greg. I think they're two world class actors who did. Okay, if you were going to recommend a Vigo movie, would it be this one? No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, of course not. But you know? I think he took a movie that has no business being talked about and makes it something to no, work out. Like but I, I listen, it's a movie that takes short strokes into big topics. Mm. I mean, I I'm, guess, a, I'm I three point, hours in. Uh, I guess my point is where, where on the rankings episode, I don't think it was you guys. Uh, I think no, me and Kieran were fair to it. How like, much lower did Oz have it than Joey? No, not 13. much. I, you guys have it. Greg, oh. uh, uh, Joey had a twelve. Yeah, and and Ozzy had a thirteen. Yeah, yeah. I think I had a twelve also. Yeah, yeah me and you were on the same here. Yeah, so we're, so, we're, we're the, all the, great. To call like, out the people that aren't here, um, I get the sense that maybe some some of the BPC people on the rankings episode would have given it like a five. It's a, it's a, a two or a three. Was Vigo that much better than Broderick Crawford in the movie that we just talk, spoke about? I think Vigo. Is is but but in, in this movie, movie, yes, I agree. I I do think what is he a better actor? Yeah, probably. No, my my answer would be no. My answer is no. See, because here I would say yes. I think what Vigo did with what was given to him, yes, fine. I think it's fantastic. It's an opposite situation where like it's fine. I don't think that Broderick elevated the material. I think the material was there for him. It was there for a very big performance, right? But Vigo took a. Vigo's performance could have gone so south with the wrong... But he took the movie from the guy who wrote fucking Dumb and Dumber and crushed it. What I think about this movie is is very yeah. similar to what I think about Crash. These are... these are. Well, I don't like this movie. I'm, I, I, think, I think Crash and this movie walk hand in hand. 
See, I have this movie very much with Argo. A movie I like, but a movie that when I talk about Oscar winners does not belong in the conversation. Yeah. So, as you took a, a little bit of, you were a little bit alarmed by Artie's defense of, yeah, of I, Green Book. What, what, explain. I'm, I'm shocked um, by the, like, blown away by the performances or blown away by, like, themes in this movie. There's, there's neither. There's no themes. Yeah, I don't get movie. the themes. You know, like, More themes than this or Titanic, but. There's probably a little bit more on this one than Titanic. Oh! Wait, more on this than Titanic? A little bit more Titanic. Wow. I love this, I love we're going to have this, the, this Titanic, Titanic Wait, theme come. you think that there's more themes in Green Book than Titanic? Yeah, there's no themes. Come on. There's zero. They, you know. This is, what, like, look, look, going back, there's an attempt at themes in this. They didn't pull it off. There was an, there's an attempt. I think Viggo Mortensen, Mahershala Ali make themes out of nothing. I don't love doing this stuff on air, but I, I, I want to because it's uh, yes. a person close to my heart. Vin Scully passed away. Oh. Yeah, he's um was 94. Fordham alum. Fordham alum, I went to Fordham too. It's a, the, one of the greatest announcers of all time. Um, Nobody I, I've gotta, I gotta say, like, I would, I've, I've had the MLB package my whole life because I'm a Braves fan at a, at a market, and I would put on Dodgers games just to hear him talk. And what and one of the one of my favorite things about him is that like the away team would come in, and he would always talk about the tattoos that the <laughs> uh, that the opposing hitter is like. All right, here comes uh, uh, here comes Austin Riley. He's got a tattoo on his right elbow of his mother's name. Like it, like it, it just, he's just he tells build the a world. Story. He tells a story. He builds a world, job. Yeah. So Vince got like R. I. P. Oh man, ninety four years old. We all love him. I yes. was gonna say yes. yeah. Ninety four years old lived a wonderful life. But yes, yes. So. R.I.P. Vince Scully. Yeah. I think we can move on. From yeah, yeah. So our composite number two yeah. is um, the new movie I personally had number one. Yeah, good. Bridge on the River Kwai. Okay. Yeah, it was my number two. So um, that was um, number four on the Greg's. IMDb number four. My number, number four also. Yeah, so listen, IMDb and Greg are you know, on the same page as <laughs> Bad Takes. That's okay. Um, I think Bridge... Uh, so I'm just going to come out and say that like my one through four was very definitive and, and to me was very clear. And, uh, and and again, that's the beauty of what we're doing here. It's the beauty yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. The it's pod, just, bro. I just view it that way. It's, it's, it's too, we're going to talk about the number one. Okay. That, that, that yeah. is what it is. That's not fine. Right. <laughs> the next one is Bridge on the River Kwai, which is just, to me, it's, if it weren't for Lawrence Arabia, would be would be David Lean's greatest effort of all time. Best years is my three, and twelve years is is my four. And God, Sir Alec Guinness's performance in in Bridge on the River Kwai, it's it's this. You know, Oz, you talked earlier in this episode about not being able to 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 handle the anti-hero. Yeah. And granted, this is nineteen forty nine, and and Bridge is is. 57 yep. if, if I'm if I'm you know off the top of my head so 10 years later but I feel like Bridge in the Requires you don't even know he's the anti-hero until your second viewing yeah. like like he's it's such a layered and complex character and such an incredible performance from a guy who's been a lot of times a character actor and Jesus man the 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 again we're going to talk scope Talking about making an epic type of film built in such a small... We don't really leave the camp often unless we go off to the Jack Hawk and stuff in another spot. Again, in another secluded area. 
but you feel like you're you're doing this big thing. I I, I think Bridge in the River Kwai. If anyone told me this was the greatest movie ever made, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with them. All right, so for me, this is one of the greatest movies ever made. I had this ranked number one this yeah. season. I think this movie is almost perfect. It's goddamn near perfect. Alec Guinness' performance is unbelievable, and what he does... Listen, and, and different seasons I had Lost Weekend. God, I love this movie so much. I just want no, to talk about it. And it, I, the I fact that it goes into Bushido Code, a code that's something that we don't talk about. Yeah, and I don't think that we've done justice on this podcast to the job that Seshu Hawakaman. No! He's, he goes from this, like, unflinching heel to this vulnerable, almost, like, apologetic yes. character at the end. It's a... It's it's an incredible performance, and but, he's nominated for supporting actor. But it's but like, a it's a story arc that doesn't get seen a lot because it's a secondary heel that you know it's a battle of this code versus that code, and it's something that if you're not really paying attention, just gets lost in the movie. And as you pay and as you really see what it is, it's just so many layers to forget, it. Forget forget about the David Lean of it all. There's four all-time performances in this with Alec Guinness, William Holden, Sesha Awakama, and Jack Hawkins. Yeah. There's, there's, these are four Unbelievable. Good. Unbelievable. Let's, let's chat. Yeah. Let's oh, chat. oh, you got something for me. Let's go. All right. So, so I have a four in this season. It's, it's likely to be a top 20 to 25 movie overall. Which certainly. is a great standing. But let's talk where I, why I have a four. You said there's four good um, perform four all timers. No, I said it's four all timers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I like William Holden. How? Oh, he's why? Always, well, he's one of these. the he's the question. We got one of these. Now, granted, Grant is in this camp. Ian Woodington from 1001, recipes in that camp too. So, so um, said on record saying it's the worst part of the movie is William Holden. Listen, so people have bad takes. I respect okay. them all. So we can agree that William Holden is a big part of this movie, right? Yeah, quite. He's, he's probably the number one. I mean, Guinness is probably the Guinness number is number one. one. But as far as important to the movie, William Holden. So, all right. So I've only seen two William Holden movies: this and Sunset Boulevard. He seems to be a, a one-note guy. And maybe he plays a good note, but it's a little bit one-note guy. And that one note, I'm not sure that worked as a prisoner of war thing. I compare it to the Twilight Zone. Let's talk Twilight Zone. Love the Twilight Zone. Let's let's go. There's good and there's great and there's bad in that. My favorite show of all time. And there's a lot of repeat actors in that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes... Like Shatner goes in and he's great in one, but then he plays the same part in the other, and it's not. So he's good. great in the diner scene. He's great in the diner. He's great on the plane. Yep, better in the diner scene. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's a, when you're a little one note. I think Holden's better in a. Uh, it, it, he seems to be a little better in a, a crime uh, investigation situation than being a prisoner of war on an island. They, I don't so where get, don't, I don't you like Holden here? Like so. Oh, in, I, I think I think he's horrible. On the beach when he escapes. So the first, so when we first meet Holden, when he's digging graves, you don't like him. I think he's okay. I was just gonna bring that up about, okay. about my defense of how great he is. Yeah. What? Uh, what well, was his name? What? What were like? Unbelievable! This incredible scene. When we be, first meet him, he's, he's unbelievable. Be a prisoner of war. Right. How about the end? How about the end run there? Like, yeah, no, he's got. I mean, he's, he's, <laughs> he's fucking great in that end. He's all time. Yeah. You. Yeah. Like, like. You don't like him on the beach with the girl? No. With, hold, no. Okay, okay but those hard. are the. But, but those that's, are the. That's secondary to when we meet him the, when he's digging graves, nah, nah, and at nah, the nah, end, nah, 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 those nah, are nah, the cruise control scenes, though. Yes. Like, no, we're oh, talking but, best movies of all time. Yes. 
We are, but we okay. Those we are, but we are. But what I'm saying is, don't you think like having that even keel, like Spicoli, or like like Matthew got it all right, all right, all right, doing that, and yeah. then showing the spike later? There's not, there's not, there's not gravitas to that. No. Yeah. I, okay. I, I, I guess I we're just um, in different spots with yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, that's got old time Hollywood, old timey Hollywood vibes to me. Him in this movie. Yeah, Especially I mean, there, yeah, there, you can't really argue with that. There's right. I mean, there. But I, I like. I guess I just like it, and you don't. So I get yeah. his when we first meet. That's him. not his performance. That's the that's the inclusion of that scene. But like when we first meet him, and when he's digging, and he's in those like whatever, and he looks just like beat up. He sets up the entire prison camp for me. Mm. Like I'm in because of him. Like him explaining the rules to Alec Guinness while Alec Guinness has a stupid has his fucking pamphlet. Well, yeah, an all time role. Like, well, he's like he's the 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 John Ireland character in the, the right. in in all the I things mean, but, man. But he's just he's the viewers the viewers uh, his proxy. Avatar. Yeah, but now we're we're comparing Twelve Years a Slave to this movie, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, compare the prisoner acting between Holden and what's going on in Twelve Years a Slave. You can't compare that. Holden's just like a like you don't feel Holden being a prisoner. I feel Holden's desperation to get out. You do? Yes. Okay. I don't. I think what I've learned from these discussions is Holden is the one that turns it. Because I am fully invested yeah, in Holden. Yeah, I, I just think he's a, he's a polarizing... Yeah. He's a because polarizing I am character. fully in on Holden. I'm in on him, too. I'm and I think... People, I, I just think either you like him or you don't. Right. And, I, and that's I, the thing. Honestly, and I think that's the... All right. I'm not going to, like, sit here and, and compare, <laughs> like, a, a World War Two prisoner of war to, like, a... A, a, a northern black man who's taking well this is your project and, yeah I know it is but like <laughs> yes Chewie as hell edge of four better portrayed being a what slave. makes you feel like, worse because that, that's what they're trying to do right uh, I think the, yeah but I think the we're, we're, they're, 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 their decades are separated there's no I, I don't think the two movies are trying to do the same thing yeah, I, I don't okay. I don't I hope that's a clean one on one okay yeah, yeah. but we're going to have this conversation yeah. again here because, uh, Oz, you have a different number one than yeah. Joey. You do. Yeah. So we're this conversation can continue. I mean, Bridge, it, Bridge is my clean one here okay. of this season. The IMDb number one. Is Oz your number one? Yeah, Godfather. It's the same, Godfather no, it's the same number two. one everybody was told at 15 and, is their number one. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Joey's fired up here. He's got something to say. <laughs> Our composite number one was? Godfather 2 because we were all told at 15. That was it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see The Godfather Part 2 till I graduated from college, so I, I yeah, mean... I'm, I'm uh, with you. Alright, but let's... But, but Godfather 2's are the composite. But we're continuing this conversation because I, I think the real challenge here... I mean, yeah, there's an argument that maybe we're, someone could throw in the, the 12 Years of Slave as like a third party, but... Yeah. I don't... Other than... I don't think there's another argument for a fourth film, is there? Best Years of Our Lives, maybe someone It's could, Best no. Years, 12 Years, Bridge. Th- those Godfather. are the four going yeah. for the one. And, and it, seemed, it seems like... It's the, Godfather the, Bridge. The movies that well, Chris said flat out. He said that he almost had twelve years of yeah. one. So Chris, so there, but yeah, so there's an argument to be made yeah. for that. But let's let's talk. Um, let's talk. I feel like the conversation here needs to be directed in Bridge and the Required versus Godfather Part Two. Yeah, Oz will let you go. Okay, uh, Godfather Two probably has the best two performances of all time in the same movie. With De Niro and Pacino. Like, that's it. It's the best two performances of all time. I feel like the only way that... I'm sorry, Joe. I'm going to direct this at you. Please. Because you have, Please. You have the Godfathers lower than everybody. We have to figure this out. 
We have to figure this out together. The yeah, I was yes. told when I was the only And there's no better time than right now yeah, when the Jeffersons is flowing and we're all feeling good. The that the Godfathers are not, specifically in this season, Godfather 2 is not a number one, is if you hold it to a different scrutiny than the other movies. No, so you have to like really, really, really pick at Godfather 2 to make it not number one in this series. And you're not going to pick at the other movies like you do it. That's there's fair. no way. There's, this is like, this is it. There's... Uh, themes we could watch this you could find no, well, 500 themes I love Godfather 2 Godfather 2 is amazing uh, uh, and I think Alec Guinness does more no. in Bridge than Godfather 2 than either does you, Godfather so, 2 okay. so yeah, okay well let's, hold on hold on than... let's let's yeah I think <laughs> let's, let's reset the, I think let's, Guinness let's does reset more. the audio here okay Joey I'm turning it off to you Let's flat out talk about what would the two two lead acting nominated performances Al Pacino versus Sir Alec Guinness. I think Alec Guinness does a better job. And I and, love and Al Pacino. talk about why. I think Al Pacino is fantastic. What he does with his eyes and facial expressions is at all time. I love Godfather 2. I'm on the episode. I talk about it a lot. I've never seen it. I have never seen it before. But let's talk about those two performances first. What I think Alec Guinness does is add layers to things because not only does he start off as a... As a captor who doesn't understand the rules and then into almost helping the other side and realizing when he's on the bridge, I think that goes much more into than what Al Pacino does as the, in, in, in Godfather 2. And I, where, um, I, mean, I mean, I think De Niro is fantastic. I think, you know, those two kind of split the time where I think Alec Guinness is Takes tops. the movie over. I gotta say, I mean, if I'm ranking them all time, both of them are very close to the top. Like, this is not, like, we're not talking about, like, I don't feel very strong about one over the other. Like, these are two of the greatest. I mean, we're probably, we're one and two. Like, these I'm are not. These two of the greatest acting performances of all time, in my right. opinion. Uh, Oz, I'll kick to you now. So you're talking about Alec Guinness versus, versus Al Pacino. Versus Al Pacino. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's leave De Niro aside. Let's okay. leave De Niro aside for okay. now. What Al Pacino does in Godfather 2, like, you don't even have to put him in a setting. You could sit him in a chair. And you're like, oh, I see what's going on here. Uh, and I hate to rip, rip on Alec Guinness because I don't want to rip on him. Sure, sure. Yeah, but that's what we're doing here. Yeah, he, he's amazing. But it's it's just hard to hear that what Al Pacino does in a sequel, like six hours into this story, that anyone can capture or even come close to. I think legitimately what Alec Guinness does in Bridge is, if we're ranking all the best actor yeah, wins, I think Alec Guinness is top. This is probably... This is, this is very damn near one and two. Though. But this is like, what we're so, supposed to do. Yeah. This is literally our goal. Our goal is to rank these. And we have to pick every bullshit nuance, you're right. right? You're, you're a thousand percent right. And if you're telling me, and I'm not, I don't have a negative thing to say about Pacino. Like, I'm not. But what I think Alec Guinness does, how he portrays emotion, what he does in the camp with his yeah. Geneva Convention yeah, rules and everything, what he does slightly beats out Pacino. Because if we're talking about emotional caring, and that's where I'm going to lock in, I think I give way more shit about those guys than... That's a that's a fucking killer point. Because I think it's so... I think it... And, and, and Oz, you talked about early on. Yeah. With, about, about the anti-hero. Yeah. And about them in, in, in... The incapabilities in 1949 of them doing it. But you went to... Sopranos, you went to The Wire, you went to uh, Breaking Bad. 
But we have two movies on this list with two major anti-heroes, right. and they are they are Corleone and Alec Guinness in, 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 in this one. So let's just look at it like this. And Joe, I think you fucking hit a major point is 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 that the audience is more confused into loving Guinness than they are into Corleone. There's a, Corleone passes a point here where we're not in on him anymore. Now, he's still fascinating. All the time. And I'm not committing to Guinness over, because I, I yeah. ultimately, I mean, I don't, I don't even, at this point, I don't even know what I've said on this podcast, but I, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I've said in the past that, that Pacino as, as Corleone in part two is one of the greatest. It's unbelievable. And, and, and I think I may have said the same thing about, about Al Guinness. But I do think that Alec Guinness does a better job of tricking you into his righteousness. To, to, to what Alec Guinness does, where he makes he builds this goddamn bridge, and then he realizes he's helping the opposite team. It took my third viewing to, to want the bridge to go down. Right. <laughs> this, is, this is this is good if we're ranking like uh, Pacino versus Guinness, but we're rank, you're ranking a movie over. Yeah. Well, let's go back to that then. Let's yeah. go back to let, that. Let, okay, all right. So let's just call Pacino and Guinness a fucking draw. Sure. Like, for the hell of it. Right. And, and, that's, and that's probably what to call it. Now let's talk about De Niro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... He's unbelievable. You from there. Like, he's I, probably... I, yeah, he's yeah, fantastic. Like, then what, what are you going to... Look, if you tell me that Holden is better than De Niro in this, no fucking way. Well, of course I'm not. And, I'm, and, and, I'm not arguing and, that. Fucking, I'm not arguing and that. And Saito, the same thing. That's yeah. a, no, no, we're not doing that. Yeah, so... Right, I'm not doing But individual performances don't... You're getting dangerous. This is the thing. You're getting dangerously close with the Godfathers, where you're ranking them. That you're going to have them at like nine and ten. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely. Very, I'm pro- very realistically, they're going to end up at seven and nine. That's going to be troubling. That's, that's scary. I'm ready for and it. I'm, I don't. You get you get passes. I don't need passes. I'll no. argue everything. I don't care. You've gotten passes three times. It's not my fault. I know it's not your fault. But I'm going to continue to call You're the only one who fights me on it. it. When you have it at like 9 and 10, I'm going to be like, what the fuck, dude? Probably at 7 and 9. But you're the only one who fights me. (laughs) This makes no sense. I love this conflict around this. (laughs) This makes no sense. Well, believe it or not, we are still in 1949. This is not a who should have won podcast. We do still like to discuss other movies that were nominated for Best Picture. And Joey R. Kick us off with one of them. So the first one we have is The Heiress. Um, A young, naive woman falls for a handsome young man who her emotionally abusive father suspects is a fortune hunter. Um, Actually, sounds pretty great. This sounds like a Joey R. movie. I know. This is is all on board. uh, Are you sure that was nominated, or did you just write like a... I think think that's... I just wrote it. Um, (laughs) Joey, Joey R. will have it ranked above The Godfather. Yeah, it will be oh, more oh, interesting. No. Get the Oz, stay in your box. Uh, <laughs> so, starring Olivia de Havilland, Montgomery Clift, Ralph Richardson, and Miriam Hopkins. Um, directed by William Wyler. And, you know, we all like William Wyler. Apparently me more than the rest because, you know, you guys all like to make fun of him. It's a William Wyler film. It's a William Wyler film. Oh, interesting. Dude, I'm in on that. I know, Kieran, that's, that, that's your rap. Yo, but I I just love that William Wyler is like he's like I'm gonna make a different film every time I make a film. That's and like but that's that why William Wyler is better than everybody else. Right? Yeah, yeah it's it's incredible. Like uh, that would be a fun William Wyler would be a fun one to just be like I'm gonna do his filmography 100%. and just like start from the beginning because you would it. cover every type of movie. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's great stuff. Love it. There's not that many too. He's got you know it looks like ten or twelve. That's you know it's doable. Yeah. 
Okay. I you got one director's at WW. I got another one. Oh. But it's William Wellman. And he directed Battleship starring Rihanna. No. Battleground. Uh, <laughs> Arby's favorite movie. Battleground. Battleground. Uh, a true tale about a squad of 101st Airborne Division coping with being trapped by the Germans in the besieged city of Bastion Biljom. Bast- Bastion Biljom. <laughs> Bastogne, Belgium, during the Battle of the Bulge in December of 1944. So we give a, a Battle of the Bulge film. Come on that. that yeah, we're, so this is 49, and the Battle of the Bulge was 44, so it's always a little questionable. <laughs> it's a little proximity-wise. Yeah, but like, but we got a war film nominated for five, one, two, one, it won screenplay, won cinematography black and white, it won. It uh, was nominated for picture supporting actor, director, film editing. So yeah, love it. Yeah. All right, next we have Twelve O'clock High. A hard as nails general. Gregory Peck is General Savage. Oh, Gregory Peck as a general. Let's go. I'm sure he's super interested. <laughs> is he really a general? Or is he pretending to be a general? He's really a general. <laughs> Takes over a B-17 bomber unit suffering from low morale and whips them into fighting shape. So we have Gregory Peck as General Savage, Hugh Low, Gary Melville, we have Millard Mitchell, directed by Henry King. Um, this movie probably isn't very good. <laughs> yeah. If we're being honest, you know, that's what we're doing here. Damn. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, Gregory Peck is a drill sergeant. I mean, nah. Okay. Yeah, but he just doesn't have the energy of a drill sergeant. Like, you need balls for that. He's <laughs> Alright, last one here. Got a letter to three wives, directed by the one and only Mank. Joseph <laughs> L. Mankiewicz. Wow. A letter is addressed to three wives from their best friend, Addie Ross. Announcing that she is running away with one of their husbands. But she doesn't say which one. That's kind of interesting. That does sound interesting. I'm I'm in on this movie, but, you know, in the year nobody else was. Yeah, Yeah. won two Oscars at one director and screenplay. Yeah, but Mank, they made a goddamn movie about him, so I think a lot of... You're not a Mank guy. You're not a Mank guy. No, I like good movies. Well, we have not covered Mank's Best Picture winner. No, we have not. Which is arguably, on the top end of Best Picture winners, is the All About Eve. So yeah, all right. that Eve is widely respected. And I haven't seen that, so I don't have, you know. I yeah, seen that and yet. so that that's his, so we'll, we'll get to Mankiewicz at one point. But that's why... You're, you're letting Gary Oldman's portrayal of Mank get to your opinion of, of, of <laughs> the man. It wasn't good. So, it wasn't well, good yes, movie. but uh, the man had no control of that. He died years ago. <laughs> like, he, he, yeah, he passed he away. Died before but all about Eve, I have not seen We thank you all for listening to Best Picture Guest, putting up with us. Check out our rankings episode. Find us on Facebook. On Facebook, on we, we, I don't know, our Facebook is not really active these days. So we've been more active, but listen, whatever you interact with us on, we will interact. Oh, we will, I we think will. That's the biggest thing. Yes, we 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 love the interaction on Instagram, on Twitter at Best Picture Cast. Uh, Oz, yes. these, these ranking episodes are kind of these mid-range season ranking episodes are kind of thing. I'll get you have closing thoughts. This here. is fun. I feel like I was in a war. I don't know if I like lost or won the war. I probably lost it. But battleground. We'll come back for season four. Hell yes, yeah. I love it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. We love you. you. Shut your eyes, my darling. There's nothing you can say. 
The man in the moon won't fall on you He doesn't live there anyway You don't have to be a soldier To fight in your private war Let the blood you might see rain down on me You don't have to fight no more There's nothing you can say There's nothing you can send There's nothing that can change the facts Not all the king's men